Welcome, everyone, to episode 194 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Uh, today's topic is on Pillars of Eternity, the Obsidian-developed PC RPG. Uh, came out not that long ago. I actually wanted to cover this early on, but I, I couldn't afford to buy it until recently for, for reasons which I'll get into later. Uh, but very well received, so we decided to do it. Guy Corey played a little bit last week and then a little bit this week, so... Uh, we decided to have the episode this week on Pillars of Eternity. I played quite a bit. I bought it on Monday and was able to sink in close to 20 hours um, since then. So played played quite a bit. It's very long. I should say that too. But 60 hours or something. Like yeah. So you know, about a third of the way through is not too not too shabby. Uh, today's day dollar is, per hour. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll get more more out of that. More out of it. I think the completionist is well over 100. So I'll be closer. Oh, wow. I'll be closer to that. I, I think. So, uh, today's date is April 9th, 2015. Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? Um, I played, well, Pillars of Eternity I played. Um, also played more HOTS, which I think we all did. Yeah. Uh, and then I played, for my smartphone, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Oh. I was wondering how this was. Yeah, I wanted to hear about that, too. I'll let you know. Okay. Oh, and also, uh, I will tease the question of the week now. Uh Uh-huh. The loaded question of 60 frames per second or 1080p. We'll discuss that later on. Yeah, I can't wait. That's exciting. All right, William, anything you want to tease? I do not, Dan. I only really played Heroes. Okay. Yeah, I played a little bit of Heroes of the Storm and then lots of Pillars of Eternity. So I played a little Mario Kart, but nothing really to talk about. Just played some online. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get into the episode. So like I said uh, at the beginning, it was developed by Obsidian and published by Paradox. Paradox jumped on... Uh, Maybe like a year after after we had heard about uh, Obsidian, uh, and just they were going to help with the, uh, the the marketing and whatnot. They really had no no creative control over over Pillars of Eternity. It was all Obsidian. I could be wrong, but w- w- didn't they jump on after a certain stretch goal? Like, didn't they say if you hit X amount of money, we'll jump on and help with marketing and stuff like that? Maybe, maybe, or, or right. maybe Obsidian said that they would find a bigger publisher. Okay. You know, rather than just publishing themselves. I mean, it's 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 digital. I don't know if they did. Did they do hard releases? I don't. I think don't know. So. There might be like limited edition hard releases. Maybe for the people who backed it. Yeah, that would be it. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, successfully Kickstarter, raising well over four million dollars in Kickstarter as well as PayPal donations. I think it was close to four million in Kickstarter, and uh, the the PayPal donations right to the website uh, were the ones that uh, pushed it over the four million mark. Uh, and then, yeah, it was later announced that Paradox would publish the game, lending him a marketing department while leaving the IP fully under control over, uh, uh, leaving the IP fully under control of Obsidian. So do you think, uh, having the Paradox name attached to it helped with sales at all? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, I would think so. I mean, there's some hardcore Paradox fans out oh, there. Oh, I'm, I've become a hardcore Paradox fan. I love all their games. Uh, Crusader Kings, Vic- uh, Europa Universalist, Victoria. I'm getting. I'm can't wait to get into the Hearts of Iron series. They have there some really, go. really good stuff uh, under their name. So, 
uh, what was it? Mountain Blade Warband. The first one was was published by Paradox. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the second one isn't going to be, but but the first one was. So uh, it's an old school isometric RPG in the vein of the old Baldur's Gate and I- Icewind Dale series games, as well as Planescape Torment. I'm not as familiar with Planescape Torment. Uh, I've only really played a little bit of Icewind Dale. I never ended up playing any Baldur's Gate. Did you play Baldur's Gate, Corey? Oh, you never played Baldur's Gate? I uh, know. I never. That was that was the one you guys played at Jared's all the time, right? On his, um, on his PS2. I don't remember. I don't remember where I played them. I know I played both of them and loved the hell out of them. Yeah. It was. I can think back on that game. I can vividly remember finishing it and being like, damn it, I really wish there was more of this game. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I, happen too often. No, not at all. I had the. the I, I think it was Icewind Dale 2. I don't even know if I played the first one, but uh, only a little bit of experience with that. Um, it's a strategic real time with pause combat where the player controls a party of up, up to six people. And by real time with pause, it, it's real time combat, but you hit the space bar to pause, uh, and issue commands while, while, while combat is, is paused. And really that's pretty necessary. Um, I've had some, some pretty harrowing moments where I hit the space bar just in time to get off a spell that saved my entire party's life, which is, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start at the beginning, Corey. What uh, with character creation? What kind of character did you make? Um, so I like one of the things I really like about this game is, uh, like you said, you know, it's it's in the vein of the Baldur's Gate games and those D and D derivatives. So you're going to get your elves, you're going to get your dwarves, you're going to get all those typical fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the extra touches that they add, yeah, um, is what I really liked. One of them starting being, writing character creation. Yeah, one of them being the races. Yeah, the race I chose is godlike, and they're not—they're godlike. They're not gods, and as far as I could tell, like nobody really knows where they came from. Right. Um, I'd have to go back and read some of the lore, but it seemed like they were just like these things that were godlike, you know, like mm-hmm. offspring of god parts or something. I don't know, something crazy. Uh, but I chose the moon godlike. So my guy is this pale dude with this sort of glowing horn thing on his head uh, because he's the the moon godlike. There's also a fire godlike. Yeah, there's a couple um, different ones. Yeah, there's a few different ones. Yeah, that being one of the races, and uh, obviously with normal character creation, you pick you pick your stats, you pick your class. There's a lot of classes in this one. Uh, what is there? Nine classes, maybe, maybe maybe ten, at least, 12? yeah. There's a fair amount. Uh, this the standard ones, you know. There's uh, I ended up. What kind, what kind of character did you make? Well, now that you mentioned that, the st- there's the, is the standard ones. Your your typical D and D hunter paladin or ranger paladin druid, all the other wizard, wizard whatever. Barbarian I went with fighter. one uh, that wasn't in Dungeons and Dragons, at least not that I know of. The Chanter. Okay. Which well, is kind of it's kinda like, like a bard. A bard. Yep. Um, they they're they're able to weave. You have a, a spell book, and you're able to weave together, as far as I know, any number of your spells into a chant. And the chant is always ongoing, always pulsing outside of your character. And it could do things like heal your teammates, drain the health of your enemies, lower your enemies' will, fortitude, all those saving throw kind of things. And then uh, as those chants continue, and as you do more of them, you build up the ability to like cast an actual spell. So I have one where my guy can summon skeletons after he does three chants, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's fun. I have a chanter in my party, actually, and I didn't realize that that's what it was. Uh, it, it's a very bard-like character. Yep. Uh, came with a gun, which is kind of cool. Did you start with a gun? 
Mine started. I don't remember what mine started. Yeah, with. he's he's got like a like a not like a rifle. It's called Arquebus. Arquebus. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, not it's, sure if that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. Uh, and then a sword as a secondary weapon, but yeah, I just happened to cross him and I recruited him to my party. But uh, but yeah, one of the another cool thing about character creation is not only do you pick your race and class. Uh, stats and stuff but you also pick the culture like kind of where your guy came from and that'll give you certain certain bonuses with um you know underneath your uh your your racial class it's kind of like the area where they came from also their their background too which is kind of cool which will also give you different bonuses um there's you can come from uh nobility or you could be like a, a peasant or a farmer or a hunter like that and that'll give you certain bonuses other bonuses for your character Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, I think there's something underneath which class you pick too. I know cause I made a couple other characters to join my party, uh, which you can do later on. And, and one of them was a paladin, uh, which I, I ended up picking like, uh, the order, the order paladin she is like, you know, there's probably six different, different paladin orders she could be a part of. And I think uh, a lot of the classes have like that underneath them too, which is In- very cool. And that plays into the game too, the order that you pick. Because if you're yes, not, it does. if if you're pa- if you're a paladin and you follow a certain order and you don't follow your alignment, you lose access to certain spells. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how it it manifests itself, but I, I did read that it does. Which, which was awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. I ended up. I, I just went with a female elf uh, wizard. Who I named Berwyn Morris because that's what I name all my female characters. <laughs> of course. Uh well, I'm trying to think. I don't remember what, exactly what I picked for my specialties, but uh, yeah, I wanted to because I I I usually start games with like a, a melee class, like a fighter class or warrior class. So I wanted to jump right in as a a wizard, uh, which made it kind of difficult at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really, especially early on, need need a character that kind of can take some damage. Uh, it was quite a while till I. It wasn't until I could recruit characters I actually make before I even got a tank. Uh, I think this next character I got was another wizard that I happened to cross. So it was it was two wizards for a little while in the game before I figured out that I could just hire a character. You know, you didn't find the no, not until much later. Oh, okay. <laughs> much later. The, that was the, the third character I or third yeah the third character I found was the the okay. fighter. Okay, yeah, I didn't get him until like maybe two hours ago in the game. Oh wow! Uh, well, you have a bad interaction with him right in the beginning of the game, and I didn't want to talk to him anymore, uh-huh. so I just kind of let him be. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't end up talking to him. But I was, I was, I only had a paladin as the only character I could take damage for for like fifteen hours of, wow. of the game, which made it pretty hard in some of the spots. Uh, you know, I really had to be creative with my uh, choke points and stuff, where my paladin would just block a doorway. And I'd have all my, you know, because I had two wizards and then um, the chanter who can't really take a hit either. That was the majority of the game that mm-hmm. I, that I played. Um, and yeah, I had to I had to get inventive with my spells and stuff. Which is cool though. Like yeah. that's you know. Oh yeah. Part of what makes the game so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. But I'm having a much easier time now that I have a more balanced party. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I dug that. So, uh, what are your thoughts so far, Corey? Up, up, My up to this point. thoughts, I, I really like the game. I think it's a really good isometric RPG, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of new things that make it fun and interesting. But for me, the 
the biggest problem I have with it is that it comes on the heels of my game of the year last year, which was Divinity. Divinity, yeah. Um, which I think is a superior RPG, but I think most of that just comes down to taste. Mm-hmm. Divinity is more of a high fantasy RPG, and there's a lot of humor and um, whimsy. Uh-huh. I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, and this game is a lot more dense. It's 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 more dark and foreboding too. Absolutely, which is fine. Yeah. Um, to each their own. I, I'm not saying you know one is superior to the other. Just in my own personal tastes, I prefer the high fantasy, whimsy kind of uh, legend. Tom Cruise legend versus Lord of the Rings. You know. Yeah. You know what? It kind of uh, it kind of makes me think. Uh, it, it, at least at the beginning, the game has a very Souls kind of feel to it. Did you get that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Uh, especially when you, the, the first town you enter is kind of decrepit and run down, and there's like dead people hanging from a tree. Yep. And you're like this. This <laughs> feels like cool. it feels like a Dark Souls game. Uh, it really does. That's the impression that I got early on from from Pillars of Eternity. It's gotten a little bit better, um, but it's it's it is still kind of dark uh, from, mm-hmm. from what I've played so far. I'm through Should the first I... act. Too. Okay. I don't know if you've finished the first act yet. I'm in the second act, but honestly, I have no idea at what point it ended. Okay, it's when you first enter the big city. Oh, okay. For me. Yeah, I've been in the city for a while. Okay. Um, I just got to the city. You probably did more outside of the city than I did. I didn't do much, like, exploring. Yeah, I did a ton of side stuff. Okay. Did you get the stronghold yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to go to next. Um, you, Should I, um, go ahead. while we're still on the topic of it being dark, run through a little bit of what the story's about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your character, I guess it's sort of accidental, uh, has this thing in it, like, it's called an awakening, and it becomes a watcher. And a watcher is someone who can interact with souls. And that manifests itself in the game in a number of different ways. You can walk up to people and read their souls and find out what their past lives were like. Um, there's also times where you see parts of your past life. It's a little bit confusing. I think your character is confused how to tell the difference between what is a a soul memory of his own and what is someone else's. But then there's other times where you'll find, you'll be walking in a dungeon or something like that and a ghost will walk by and it'll explain to you sort of what happened there as if you were alive at the moment. Um, So it's pretty cool. But that is convenient because the, the big issue in the game is that there's this curse going around and people are being born without souls so as a watcher who can read souls you become sort of swept up in this bigger cause um to to find out what the problem is and how to fix it while you're just trying to help yourself at the same time Mm -hmm. so it is very dark i do like that whole uh that whole sort of what's the word it's not religious, but like existential thoughts on what it means to have a soul yeah. and, you know, having mm-hmm. past lives and reincarnation and all that stuff is really interesting to me. So, you know, that game hits that note for me. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm totally watching great. that. Uh, have you guys seen that TV show called Awake? No. It was just a one odd. They did one season on NBC. It's about this guy, his wife, and, or he gets in a car accident and, he wakes up and his wife is alive and then the next day he wakes up and his son is alive yeah i know what you're talking about and it rotates yeah so like he's living these two alternate realities at the same time it's a really really interesting concept the show wasn't excellent but it was you know interesting enough but that whole idea of you know living different lives and all that stuff is really interesting to me so Mm -hmm. 
but that's what the whole the whole game is about and what it plays on and, and yeah it, like you said it can get pretty creepy that when you walk into gilded Ve- or not gilded yeah gilded veil yep. and the tree full of dead people is on there and at one point you talk to one of the corpses on the yep. tree yep it's pretty cool with a disembodied voice and everything yeah <clears throat> okay so that's the story anyway yeah yeah yeah. Uh, also, one of the cool things, one of the things I love in in any game that you're allowed to do it is you you you. I mean, fairly early on, I guess it ba- it depends on what, how much of the side stuff you do because it is, I guess, technically a side quest. Uh, you get a, you get a, you get yourself a stronghold which you can upgrade and and hire people to defend. And um, I'm absolutely loving that part of it. Uh, I've always loved that in games. Uh, Dragon Age being one of them. Um, Assassin's Creed is another one that that always kind of did that. Uh, that's always something that's fun for me. You know what it is? Is it's another way to gauge your progression through the game. Mm-hmm. Most RPGs, it's you know your character and how they level up and get more powerful and their ability to fight and stuff like that. But to have a stronghold and something else to work towards and build and stuff is is yeah. a lot of fun. And the stronghold has two primary stats: your uh, your prestige, which is one of them, and then uh, security, which is another. Um, I haven't figured out quite what prestige does yet, but I know the security one is is the defense of the fortress. So like uh, twice or three times maybe now, mine was attacked by once by skeletons and once by bandits. Uh, and the security kind of helps with 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 the defense and and giving you a warning like how how far in advance the attack is coming. So like one time I had four days until the attack was coming. The other time I had six, six days until the attack is coming. And, and time goes by. The only way to regenerate your health is by either sleeping at an inn or camping, uh, out in the, you know, if you're out in the wilderness. So, and every time you camp, it's eight hours. And then whenever you track, cause the way the map is broken up, you go, you go into each section and you explore that. Um, and then you like kind of fast travel to the next section. It'll take a certain amount of time anywhere from like, I've had them be like four hours to travel from one, one map to the next map. And then like 24 hours to travel from one map to the next map. So you got to factor all that in as, as you're, as you're doing the game and, and keeping track of your, your four as it's, you know, being attacked and whatnot. So. Uh, but that's cool that it that it can get attacked, and you got You got a defense. You can hire hire soldiers to def- defend it, which is also that was neat. the first thing I did. Yeah, hire a few. Just of focused them. on security because it said you know you can get raided and they take your money and stuff. So I was just pumping yep. everything into security. Yep. Uh, I think I can hire. I could hire eight soldiers, and I did that pretty early on. They're like, it's like I think their their pay is like ten copper per day or something like that. It's not very much, but I made sure to sure to do that right away. What did um, you do with the guy in the basement? Which guy? Of the of the stronghold before you take it over. Oh. Do you remember? I ended up killing him. <sighs> he attacked me. But then remember at the after that it gave you the option of what you want oh, to do with the soul. Yes. Uh, I released him. Released it. Okay. I think I severed the rope. Maybe that's okay. what happened. I thought about doing that. I binded it. I binded it to the. Oh, so he's helping. Oh, I wonder how that changes things. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really noticed yet. Yeah, uh, but I haven't been back since I got it originally. So. Right. Um, <clears throat> another thing that this this game does very well is the Shades of Grey morality, like the Witcher series. A lot of the stuff I do in the game, I'm like, well, I don't know, because I always try to be a good character. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do 
uh, and one of them specifically kind of early on was the the local lord of Gilded Vale and like surrounding areas. You you get a quest fairly early on to to go investigate him and what's going on with him. Well, later on, you know, you figure out there's another character that you come across. I'm not going to spoil, try not to spoil too much of this, but uh, he's essentially uh, trying to lead a rebellion against this local lord because he thinks he's the reason for for the, the for the curse that you were talking about before. Uh, so you know, you go in there and and but you get you get some people that are like, yeah, he's he's the reason that that these lands are cursed or whatever. You know, you should kill him. And then you get other people that are like, he's really trying hard to fix things. Mm-hmm. Don't kill him. The other guy that wants to take over is worse. And you're like, well, what, what, you know, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you make your decision and then I'm, I'm excited to see how, how some of the, my decisions play out later. Um, mm-hmm. but it, but it does that very well. Like I, I was doubting myself on, on what exactly I should do. And at one point I just wanted to walk away, but it was too late. I was already, uh, it, you know, embroiled in the events. So yeah, and I don't know about that one specifically, Dan. I didn't uh, complete that quest that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about that one specifically, but a lot of that interplay between factions plays into the reputation system that the game also has. Yep. In uh, you know, you can build your reputation with with certain certain factions, and that leads to certain opportunities and dialogue options that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, which is always fun. Yeah, uh, those you know your all your stats factor into dial, dialogue options and and getting in and out of things. Um, I also noticed like your repu- you have a reputation thing in your character screen, uh, like you know your your stoicism and leadership and uh, uh, I think what, what were the stats? Uh, yeah, humble is humble one of them. Humble might be one of them. There, there's a few of them, and they and they factor into how people react to you in the world too. Uh, which is awesome. So every every little thing you do is kind of calculated mm-hmm. on your character sheet, and it'll be interesting once again to see how all those play out like later on in the game. I'm, I'm very excited for that. So. It's all very nerdy. Oh, it's so nerdy, it's so nerdy, yeah. and I just I I'm I'm absolutely loving it so far. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm addicted to it. I've played it like 18 hours, and 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 when I'm not again when I'm not playing it, all I can do is uh, think about it and think about what I'm going to do next. So. Um, I'm very, very pleased with it. I think it's well worth the $45 purchase price. Oh, I thought it was in the 50s. No, it's 45 44 dollars oh, okay. oh, that's not bad. Yeah, if you, it's definitely if, worth it. If you pre-purchase, too, uh, through Green Man Gaming, which I almost did, but I couldn't couldn't afford it right away, it was, it was like 36 or something like that, like, you know, the 25% discount that they do if you, if you pre-purchase games, which is great. If you know you're going to buy a game, that's a place to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I have a couple little things I wanted to point out too. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, another of my likes about the game is the little text adventure asides. Oh, you go up to something and mm-hmm. uh, it'll turn. It's almost like a what do they call them? A visual a visual novel or whatever, where uh, it's a little text adventure mm-hmm. and, and with illustrations included, and it'll say things like you know such and such happens. What do you want to do? And then I'll give you three or four options. And, and the music changes to create tension and stuff. I've, yeah, I've gotten so that in a few of them. You're basically doing like a little choose-your-own-adventure game. The yeah. one early on is not much of a spoiler. You're trying to escape from these bad guys, and you're climbing up these rocks, and one of your party members uh, is like stuck on the rock because one of the enemies grabbed him. And it gives you the option. It says, you know, you can throw your weapon at him. You'll probably hit him. You can reach down, or you can just let him go. So I chose to throw my weapon. So I threw my weapon, and I saved him, but I lost my weapon. You know, mm-hmm. so, of course, there's always a, a catch, but... Uh, I don't know what would have happened if I if I reached down to help him. Probably wouldn't have worked. I don't know. Yeah. 
but you know it's just little things like that that's that's fun and then those those have an effect on your party too like uh if you go through a particularly trying little text adventure thing your characters will feel the effects of that afterwards so uh like i i went through uh a sewer for something and it was one of those and and i got out and two of my characters who i think had low athletics skills were, were fatigued, very fatigued by the time that was over, which has a huge effect on your party. And if you don't have your, your camp, camp, uh, camp supplies to camp, you know, you got to deal with that when you're, when you're going through the next, next few battles, you know, and it has pretty, pretty hefty negatives yeah. on your party. So. Yep. I, very I cool. feel like they do a pretty good job of, uh, giving you enough camping supplies throughout the game. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever run into an issue where you ran out of camping supplies and were kind of stuck? No, because I would just, I usually would just back out. Yeah. I would leave an area. Um, yep. But at the same time, like, I'm like, I, I could probably explore a little bit further. Uh, and then I end up dying. Because, like, <laughs> my, uh, you know, my, my main character is uh, a mage. And you only get, I get four level one, four level two, and two level three spells per, mm-hmm. per rest. So once you use those up, I, she's basically helpless, almost helpless. There, there's some that you can use each encounter, but most of my like strong spells are just per rest. So I got to be careful with that. And I have a, I have a cleric, uh, a priest too, my healer. Same way, you know, he's got a couple spells that he can use per encounter. But all, you know, if I go through a particularly hard battle, like all of his spells are wiped out, and I have to use a camp thing. And I, yep. I guess on the harder difficulties, you can't carry as many with you. Oh crap! So God. like I play on normal difficulty, so there's I think I get four. Yeah, uh, you can have up to four. So yeah, there's normal difficulty. There's two after that, and then there's I can't imagine a hard difficulty. It's a pretty hard game. In in my experience thus far, the, yeah, the first no act kidding. in. So, um, but while we're on the topic of spells, this was one of my dislikes, and I want to get your opinion on it because okay. you started off playing a wizard character. Yeah, I was very overwhelmed by the. Not combat itself, but the amount of things and spells you can cast to influence combat. Oh yeah, and what they all do and stuff. And I, you know, still to this point, and I'm about 17 hours into the game. I don't know what every little thing is. Um, the first wizard I got was the was the first character I got actually. Yeah. Um, and just the number of spells that they have and the amount of things they do, it's very overwhelming to sit and figure out what each one does and how it influences combat. Yeah. And even choosing their spells when they level up, it's like, well, I don't really know how any of these will play into like the build I'm going for or anything like that. It's yeah. very overwhelming. It is absolutely overwhelming and like <clears throat> the the way I the way I did it is my with my character I I, tr- I went for the damage dealing stuff with my mm-hmm. other wizard character I went for the uh, damage over t- damage over time or debuffs that sort of stuff okay um, and then the the priest character is different I think they get access to all the spells because mm. um, I have a priest and their spells are even more confusing. Oh, that's right when they level up they just get all the spells they get all the level. spells yeah um, they're even more confusing because a lot of their stuff is is that sort of stuff it's it's debuffs and they don't have like a lot of offense so i i mainly focus on like the endurance uh recuperating spells to to keep my two tanks yeah uh you know sucking up damage it's like do you want a spell that drains endurance over time but it doesn't give you an amount yeah or or it's like do you want a spell that does gives a character times 1.15 piercing damage and it's like that seems negligible i don't yeah 
you know? And maybe it doesn't matter on normal difficulty. Maybe that's more for the hardcore people. Because, I, honestly, I haven't really been messing with it too much. I've basically just been sticking to, like, damage spells and buffs that I, buffs and debuffs that I can understand. Like, yeah. charming creatures, so they fight for me. Um, inclu- increasing armor rating, the... Uh, priest has a spell that increases your damage reduction or something like that and then like endurance spells for healing yeah just been sticking with those yeah i i think that's that the like the more in-depth stuff is for the higher difficulties and for like the min max people that read all the damage logs and stuff and see okay this is working this is not working uh, you know yeah i yeah. can tweak this a little bit i think th- that's for those type of people you know i think right. we're mostly just playing it to experience the story in the world and uh, normal difficulty. I wouldn't want to go any higher than normal difficulty. I don't think, but no. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, maybe it gets pretty in depth. It really does. It's it's a definitely a nerdy, nerdy game. Yep. So. But while well, you mentioned the world, I did want to say that uh, one of my likes is is the universe that they created. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Obsidian has you know what kind of wants to be Bioware in that respect. They want to yeah. create these grand worlds with massive lore and persisting stories that matter through more than one game and it it does from what i read it sounds like there's going to be a sequel to this game and that your choices will carry over oh cool yeah they're already working on an expansion yeah for for this game and uh they said it's a little too early for details but they're they are working on a full-size expansion they wanted it to be like the Baldur's gate expansions i didn't know how big those were so i can't comment on that but i guess you know pretty big i don't remember how big they were the Baldur's gate was a pretty long game for its time if i remember correctly yeah um but yeah i'm, I'm sort of a sucker for those created worlds yep. and i really like to get into the lore and hear the stories and stuff like yeah, that i think I'm, that comes from me trying to make my own worlds back when we'd play dungeons and dragons yeah that's fantastic stuff that's why we play those types of games you know yeah i like to get um, lost in the world and get caught up in the events of the world and sure emerge in I'm doing the same thing with this game that I was doing with Dragon Age is when I'd get tired, I'd go lay in bed and I'd pull out my phone and read the lore to figure out just what the hell all those names were that I read earlier in the day and where they came from. And and that really sort of enhances your appreciation for the game, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Definitely. Um, The writing is excellent. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good writing. However, one of my, another of my dislikes is just the the pacing of the game i feel like there is there's either too much combat in a row or too much dialogue in a row or too much reading in a row and this is another thing that i think divinity really nailed is just the pacing of the game is you're never they're always moving you on to the next thing and you know it's rotating between all those different things interacting with characters and fighting and and all this stuff and it does it at a really good pace so you're never kind of stuck reading pages and pages of dialogue Right. Which, uh, I don't know, Dan, did you come across that? Like the soul reading with the characters as someone, this, and this plays into my, uh, point about games being too bloated. Part of what I like about video games and why I play them is just the OCD, you know, accomplishing everything and yeah. hearing those rewarding dings and dongs and all that yep. bull crap. Like it's, it's the OCD in me. And as someone who likes to kind of hundred percent, not hundred percent things, but you know, take it all in it's it's there's too much to read and and particularly with the soul readings you walk up to a character and you can reach into their soul any not any npc but a lot of npcs the goal like you know what that is that's the gold the gold the ones with the gold names yeah they're uh backers right characters 
Yeah. I read a few of those and then after that like I was like I can't I can't read all these. It's going to take too long. They're exactly. a lot they're and, interesting, and they're, but Yeah, they're they're interesting and they're well written, but it's one of those things where it's just like enough's enough and I yeah. know, yeah, we'll just don't read them, but that you know, to to my point about being OCD and yeah. like feeling like I need to take it all in, it's frustrating yeah. and it sort of interferes with my enjoyment of the game. I I think um, if even if there was a log with all those on it, then I would probably sit and read all of them, but there's no Right. There, there's no uh maybe there's an achievement i don't know i i haven't looked at the achievements i want to beat the story of the game before i look at the achievements because i don't usually they don't spoil anything but i don't want anything spoiled for you me. never know but yeah if there was like a sort of a log or, or, or something that would let you know how many of them there are and if you read all of them you get something i would probably do it that then but i bet you they're published somewhere online yeah all of them and well, that's what I'm doing with the in-game books. Yeah. Just putting them in my stash and saving them for a rainy day when I feel like reading a bunch of lore books. Yeah. It's good stuff. I don't stuff. know if that day will come, but... Right. Um, the Another dislike, the crafting is limited to food and scrolls. Yeah. Kind of hoped I could make some weapons and armor. You can't make it. You can upgrade it yeah. by enchanting, but yeah, you cannot craft. I'm, I'm big into crafting in games, too, so that was that was a little bit of a disappointment for me, too. You have, have you made food though? No, I haven't made any food. I've I've collected so much food from various places that I haven't had a need really to make food. But I mean, you could probably make one that, with really good specific bonuses, right? Yeah. Um, well, there was a quest I was trying to do, and I needed a perception of eighteen. Mm. And my chanter has a low perception because it's not a main skill. Right. And I think it was like ten, and I needed to get it up eight points. Um. But one of the problems about godlike characters is that they can't wear helmets, and I had a perception plus three helmet or something like that, which would have really helped. So I was just crafting a bunch of food that gave a bonus to perception, and I could only get it up to 17. Ah, so close. Yeah, really close. But I found another way to complete the quest, so it wasn't a huge deal. Nice. But uh, it would have been nice to figure out what that perception of 18 would have done for me in the quest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the voice acting is not great. Yeah. This is that's one area I think the game falls short. Uh, and I took Kevin Van Ord's review on GameSpot. He said that Pillars of Eternity does is that what it's called? Pillars of Eternity. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Does not benefit <laughs> from its does not benefit from its inconsistent acting, nor do its characters inspire the same kinds of emotional connections that Dragon Age Origins does. I would agree with that. I'm not attached to any of the characters. I'm interested in in them, yeah. but not. So, I don't have that connection that I had with them as, as I did in Dragon Age. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think it, part of that reason is they're expendable. Like, they could die at any time. Sure. But then then again, like, if you had a super strong attachment to it, you'd be more upset if they died, you know? Uh, I'm interested in, in, in the some of the side stories. But, yeah, I don't really have an attachment per se to my characters other than my party would be screwed if one of my characters died, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's who's your favorite character? Uh, the chanter that I came across. Really? Whose name? Uh, K- Kana. Is that his yeah. name? Is it a she? I don't think so. I think it's a guy. Okay, he's uh, on my short list for uh, to be replaced. Okay, yeah, I liked him, and then I liked the uh, the priest that I came across. Okay, Durance. I think is his yeah. name. He's he's pretty interesting because he's like following you around, and you're not really sure why, which is kind of cool. So you haven't had any discussions with him? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested, though. You get into some, some meaty arguments, or not necessarily arguments, but uh, meaty existential discussions uh, okay. with him. Okay, I'm going to do that right when we right when I play again. I'll, that's the first thing I'll do. 
And uh, my favorite is, um, I don't know if you found her yet, but the, uh, what's her name? Sagani? Oh, is she the ranger? The ranger, yeah. I just got her Okay, maybe two hours ago. Yeah, she's my favorite. Okay. Nice. Um, I think that's it for my likes and dislikes. Oh, the whole endurance health thing. Uh, that's a nice little feature that I haven't seen in games before. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, really, when when you're healing during the like when your endurance gets depleted, you get knocked. Your character gets knocked out unconscious during the battle. Uh, your health is an entirely different thing. Your health gets diminished a lot slower. Uh, a lot, a lot of attacks just attack your you know your character's endurance, um, and that's the only thing you can heal. But if you're not careful, like if your character runs gets zero hit points, that's when they die. Uh, anyone in your party. So I've only had that happen to my fighter. He's the only one that's gotten close enough to to dying. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I think it's because I've been able to keep like I've been fighting ogres in in the the paths underneath your your fort there. Yeah, what are they? What's that called? The endless paths. Endless paths. I've been yeah. I've been exploring down there a little bit, and there's there's lots of ogres down there. Uh, surprise, surprise! But they they really pound the health out of you, and I've had him come close to dying a few times. So mm-hmm. you got yeah, really got to be careful because if, if the health if health one of your characters died, would you would you let them stay dead? Uh, probably as long as the rest of the party survived. Usually if my tanks go down the, it's total party wipeout. TP dubs. Yeah. I don't often make it through though, but usually it's just their endurance. that gets knocked down all the way and not their, not their health. So that's my thoughts, Dan. Um, the escapist actually called it the best new isometric RPG in years. And I would like to refute that once again, divinity i thought was an excellent game yeah yeah i'm really i'm absolutely loving it so far uh i didn't play divinity i'm going to play divinity uh because it's so highly recommended by a lot of people so i can't compare it but it is a it is a great like old school feeling rpg and i'm i absolutely love it Mm -hmm. so far i'm i all the games i have right now to play are like super long because i've got uh monster hunter which i'm still working on slowly Pillars of Eternity. I, I need to play The Witcher and The Witcher Two before The Witcher Three comes out. The Witcher One is really long, uh, and then I have tomorrow Xenoblade Chronicles 3D coming out. Ugh, so I've only boy. got like sixty hour RPGs to play. <laughs> wow, There's not enough time no, in the day. There is not, but but yeah, I'm digging it. Digging it so far. Um, I'll probably have put another twenty, thirty hours in before next week. So yeah, this will be one I'll play. beat for sure. Yeah, me too. me too. Okay. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Well worth it. The $45 price tag. Especially if you can find it on sale. If, you, if you're if you a fan of the old Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, and Planescape Torment games, well worth it, in my opinion. So, Alright, well we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Nibblebits right after this. Welcome back everybody. Episode 194 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are in nibble bits, Corey. Why don't you get started with nibble bits? Ooh, you know, I haven't gone first in a very long time, Dan. Really? Every week, I'm like, maybe this is the week. This, this is, is the week. week. This Who, is actually do, the week. Do I usually start with me? It's usually you. You usually say, "I'll get us started," and then you go, or Eric. It's, it's either you or Eric. Or Eric start. Is that okay? Yeah. I'll have to change it up a little bit. Oh, I don't care. I just thought it was funny. Well, I don't want to be too predictable. <laughs> you know. Well, speaking of predictable or not, the new Call of Duty is probably God Blobs 3. Ugh. Are you serious? 
Yes. Yeah, uh, all, all but confirmed. That. There's a new teaser t- trailer uh, for Call of Duty. It's like back in black or something like that. It was all, all over the interwebs earlier today. Yep. And uh, there's a uh, reveal on April 26th, which will probably confirm it. So, all right. More of the same. Sweet. Black Ops 3. Woo. They should call it Black Ops 3 more of the same. Well, at least it's not World at War 2 because now I don't have to buy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. What do you that's mean? You got money now. One less game you'll have, you'll have to buy in the fall. Yeah, but I'm tired of the same modern or near future shooters that it's so boring. You're going to get it. No, I didn't get the last one. Oh, it was Eric that got it. Yeah. Okay, because he got it. He Didn't he get it for free or almost free with trade-ins? That's what he says. Yeah, it was either that. <laughs> it was either that or. I feel like he didn't pay full price for it, though. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think did, he was it buy two oh, get one free yeah, or was, buy buy, the, buy two get one for. I think it was the target deal. Okay, the buy two get one. That's free. what it was. Yeah, because he got Assassin's Creed and something else, and then he got Call of Duty. Because I got it for free too, but I traded it in towards another game because yeah. I knew it would get the most money out of everything that was out at the time. And I, I mean, I guess last year's was decent, but. <clears throat> Kind of more of the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a little different for Call of Duty standards because there was more mobility and stuff like that, but it's the same type of shooter that we've been seeing for the last year and a half. Right. It was Call of Duty, but with Titanfall mobility. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Color me. Speaking of Call of Duty. Unexcited. (laughs) Unexcited? Unexcited. Speaking of Call of Duty, there was a. Uh, Kotaku, a lot of places have been covering it, but uh, there's a, like a two-hour breakdown of all the Call of Duty campaigns <laughs> video by like a reviewer. Huh. It's supposed to be really good. Nice. Might be something I'll sit down and watch one of these nights. Yeah. Well, I debate my future. <laughs> <laughs> According to Obsidian CEO, get this name. Sounds like he belongs in Pillars of Eternity. Fergus Urquhart. Uh-huh. Uh, Pillars of Eternity card game and tabletop RPG are incoming. It sounds like the card game is already a done deal. It will be kickstarted. And Fergus said this He said about the card game. He said, you have heroes and you have a village and all that kind of stuff. And you can take your heroes into a dungeon. You can also take your heroes and armies and attack your friends while they're playing. So it's kind of a very fun card game and it's actually designed by chris taylor who did the uh dungeon siege games oh so it's an online card game then it's like hearthstone oh you know what i never even thought of that Uh uh-oh that's what it sounds like i thought it was physical i just in my head it was physical but you're right that yeah it must be i don't know i mean i would assume the tabletop game is going to be uh physical but right. The, the the card game sounds sounds digital to me. Yeah, it might I be. I didn't read between the lines. I probably should have. But yeah, the tabletop RPG uh Fergus did <laughs> Fergus didn't say much other than yes that they want to do it. Nice. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm always excited about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Level 5 announced Fantasy Life 2 subtitled Two Moons in the Village of God. And guess what? It's for smartphones. I'm excited. Ugh. <laughs> free to play no oh. I don't think so I didn't cents. see anything about that um, stylistically it's very similar to the first fantasy life I saw some screenshots and can confirm it again features 12 lives that you can live there is a new village 
feature wherein you collect villagers and there's also a city building mechanic that's more of the focus in this game rather than traveling from place to place you're focusing on building up this city oh so i like animal crossing it sounds that way yeah hmm. i'm, I'm in you're you're in yeah i love fantasy life i gave it my number Do you still four. have it uh no i traded it in because i really needed to get another game and was broke oh uh. Uh, it's coming to Japan this summer for iPhone and, and excuse me, Android. Ew. No word on a Western release yet. I don't mind the, I don't mind the game, but, ew, mobile devices. Anyway, continue. What if you could get your little add-on where you just hold it like a controller? Doesn't matter. No? No. You're crazy. Still don't like it. Dan and Eric, man. Yeah, you guys are stubborn old men. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Lego Dimensions was announced this past week. Big news. Uh, Announced yesterday, actually. Or maybe today. I don't even remember. It's another toy-based video game like Skylanders or Disney Infinity. Will apparently feature characters that Lego has licensed in the past. Uh, Mentioned were DC Comics characters, Lord of the Rings characters, Back to the Future, and The Wizard of Oz. To me, this actually... This, this is a little bit more appealing to me because they're actual Legos yeah, in, that you can play with and build with and stuff like that. And the starter pack includes uh, the Lego toy pad, which I guess is like the portal that you use to port them into the game. The Lego gateway bricks, so you build the gateway itself. And then three Lego minifigures, so you can play with your Legos and port them into the game and take them with you. I think that's awesome. Um, it's coming out September 29th for PS4, Xbone, 360, PS3, and Wii U. That's something I might get. Yeah. I'm into that sort of stuff. It depends on, on the cost of it, because, you know, I'm already into the Skylanders thing, and I've got a ton of Skylanders. So I'll be getting the next Skylanders game. If it's going to be another, I think uh, Skylanders is like $75 when it comes out. So if it's going to be in that price range, I probably have to not, but... <clears throat> We'll see. I'm interested, at the very least. Cause, Can you, you imagine know. being a kid, though? And Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that would have been amazing. It probably would have changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be an engineer or something by now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should say uh, Legos were probably our favorite toy growing up. That's oh, God, I yes. I spent most of my, even into a teenage years, playing with Legos. Except when we stepped on them or swallowed them. Well, it didn't hurt when we were younger. When we, I, sw- I was the one that <laughs> I was swallowed just a Lego. Say. Um, I, I made a, a microphone out of Legos, and I was talking into it with my mouth a little too close. Took a big inhale. You sucked it and, right. Down. And, and a little. It was a four four by whatever. Oh, I thought it was the two by two. No, it oh. was a. It was. It was a two by two. Yeah, but uh, it was the the taller the cube. one. Yeah, the taller one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Dan. No, but as an adult, stepping on something small like that is painful. Real painful. Curse-inducing. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with all these things, all these toy-based games? Eh, It's going to reach market saturation. People are going to have to pick one or the other. Collectors will always buy all that stuff anyway, you know? If you had Um, to pick one to stick, which one would you pick, though? I mean, I'm already in Skylanders. That's so true. That's, I would just stay with that because we have probably thirty Skylanders. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I li- I really like the idea of it, but I just can't. I can't personally invest in it. Yeah, 
at this point. Yeah. You know, if I had some more cheddar to go around, I think the Lego one would be pretty awesome. Yes, but it would. Unfortunately, I'll just have to watch the kids play with them. Mm-hmm. Conquer is making his triumphant return on the Xbox One. The game is called Conquer's Big Reunion, and it's done by Team Dakota, who did Project Spark, which makes sense because the game was built using the Project Spark tools on Xbox. Did anybody end up messing around with that? I did a little bit on PC. Did you ever talk about it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah he did. I don't remember. It was, it, it's going to be great for people who, who like to take time and build things. Uh, I'm too lazy to spend a lot of time. Like Minecraft type of people. Yeah. Uh, it's It's... <clears throat> more sophisticated than that. So, you know, there's there's a little steeper of a learning curve, but I think people are going to... I played some of the games that people had made, which are, are pretty well done. There's all sorts of neat things that people did with it, but... Uh, not, I mean, I'll play other people's games, but I wouldn't spend time to make anything. I'm right. too, uh, too lazy. Yeah. So It's, you know, not enough time in the day. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The first episode of Conquer's Big Reunion is one hour long, and you can buy it for four ninety nine. Available April twenty third. They are also uh, Project or Team Dakota is also releasing a Conquer asset pack for Project Spark for ten dollars, so you can make your own Conquer adventure mm-hmm. if you so choose. Nice. Any interest? Nah. You were a Conquer mm-hmm. fan back in the day, though, Dan, weren't you? I played the one on the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I wouldn't have considered myself a fan necessarily, but is that all your Nova bits, Corey? Uh, oh, I got one more. Uh, new patch for Codename Steam greatly speeds up enemy turns. Steven Totelu on Kutaku posted a video yeah. showing a 40-second turn sped up to 17 seconds. Yeah. Or a 46-second turn down to 17 seconds. Yep. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. As, as a project or Codename Steam player, is that... I was never bothered very much by the length. I tried to pay attention to enemy movements, but if they make it faster, that's great. You know, that's that was a, a lot of people's main complaint about it was the the how long it took the turn. So if that's improved, then great. You know. Yep. So okay, that it, Corey. That's it for me. Will, what do you got? I got one, but it's a big one. Ooh. The next Deus Ex game got announced by Square. T- I think it was. Yesterday, right? Yes, it uh, got, I think it got leaked a little before they actually announced it. See, the the game's called Mankind Divided. I remember hearing that title months, maybe even a year ago. Uh, I heard that a lot, but the leak came out the day before, and then the next day, Square announced it. Uh, there's a pretty awesome trailer for it too. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm gonna watch it's, it because th- it's like three minutes long. Make sure you got headphones on with the 1080p on mm-hmm. the YouTube video. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm a huge Deus Ex fan. I gave it my game of the year the first year we did the podcast, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've played through H- it. Human Revolution. Human Revolution, yeah. And I've played through it a few times since then, and it is just a great game. Corey just played through Human Revolution, and Dan, I know you played through it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Um, <clears throat> it seems like the main character is Adam Jensen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much a continuation, it seems like, of Human Revolution. Cool. Uh, of basically uh, humans that are... Uh, Turning into cyborgs, kind of. Basically, yeah, uh, and stuff like that. And that game's going to be awesome, and I hope it. I hope it's good. Yeah. It's one, one of the few games that I'm just praying is awesome. Yeah, don't screw it up. Exactly, because uh, that studio did Thief. Uh, uh, Idos. Idos. Which which Idos one? Because Montreal. Okay. I think they did Thief, and mm-hmm. you know the Thief reviews. Yeah. But 
Um, I still have to play that. I bought it not that long ago for like six bucks. It's funny that that came out maybe a little. It was a little over a year ago, and it's already you can get it for five bucks already. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the new Deus Ex. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, my nibble bits. First, a bug has been discovered in Bloodborne that makes boss battles much easier. Apparently, it's a memory leak, a memory leak in the game that handicaps bosses after the game has been running for 12-plus hours. Players have reported that bosses lose abilities, transformations, and mobility after, losing the, or after leaving the game running. Uh, one particular example I can think of, uh, someone said a, a boss that has like a a lot of scythe attacks like they kind of just walked around lazily and swung their scythe every now and again as opposed to you know being a crazy souls-esque boss battle uh it was just kind of easy yeah very very handicapped and i read some speculation that people didn't think it was a bug that that was a way to make the game easier for players who uh suck i guess at bloodborne so It'd be interesting to see if they come out and say that, but a lot of people th- say say it's a, a memory leak that's causing it. I don't know how that would affect the boss battles, but that's that's the word on the street. It's all over my head, so I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don Matrick has stepped down as Zynga's CEO and is being replaced with founder Mark Pincus. No reason it has been given at this point. Don Matrick is, of course, the one. Uh, who was famous for the poor pre-launch PR of the Xbox One, uh, who was let go in favor of Phil Spencer, who I think we all agreed is a much better oh, yeah. uh, head of Xbox than Don Madrick was. So who knows what's going on over there in Zynga? I guess things aren't too good over there. Nope. So. Maybe uh, maybe Don Madrick just isn't the right guy. Yeah, maybe he sucks. Yeah, he seemed to not be the right guy anywhere. I mean, I don't like to speculate, but who knows? That whole Xbox stuff really flavored my opinion. Yeah. It's the only reason why I got a PS4 first. I think that's why a lot of people did. Yep. Did Phil? I can't remember. Did Phil Spencer take over before it came out? It was shortly before it came out, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember. Hmm. I really don't. I'll look it up later. And my last nibble bit, ArenaNet is holding a 24-hour public beta test for its upcoming new PvP mode, Stronghold. Uh, It's due out with the release of the expansion, Heart of Thorns. The beta test will begin on April 14th at 12 p.m. Pacific, but they'll also be holding a boot camp stream for Stronghold explaining some of the basics of how the mode works on April 10th. So that's cool. I don't know if I'll I'll get to it or not, but... Are you still playing at all? I haven't. I have it installed. I, I jump on every now and again and play for a few minutes. It's like I can't just jump in and play for an hour. You know, I never know how long my game time is going to be. And uh, MMORPGs don't lend themselves well to not knowing how long you're going to have to play, you know? So. But I am. I do have to. Once I find out, like, when the expansion is going to come out, I'll have a better idea of, you know, what I need to do to prepare myself for it. So I'm going to. Start playing once I figure out when. I, I would guess it's going to come out like when Guild Wars Two came out, like end of August, September mm-hmm. type of, type a, of time frame. It's a good time for it. End yeah. of August, yeah. End of summer, people are going back to college uh, yeah. to play their video games again. <laughs> the dudes that just have endless amounts of time. Yep. So that's cool. Uh, how was your week, Corey? Good. It was Easter weekend. Yep. 
ate a lot of food on Easter. I can't remember the last time I ate as much as I did on Easter. We had our our traditional kielbasa from being the Slovaks that we are from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. They make some good kielbasa down there uh-huh. with some good red horseradish. Yeah, at the spot. Oh, I ate too much of it. Same here. And then we had Easter dinner, which was prime rib and some other stuff, and ate way too much of that. One of those times when where you eat and you eat so much, the only thing you can do is Sleep. lay down. Yeah. Till the food pains go away. Yep. Oh boy, did I have that. Yeah. Will was <laughs> a mess, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, I was crippled for a few days. <laughs> I'll get into that though. I had yeah, I had some kind of awful indigestion that night too i don't know what it was <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I went to bed early because i was exhausted probably from eating so much i went to bed at like 9 30 which i never do wow and i fell asleep and i, w- I woke up to my girlfriend coming in and she's like it stinks in here <laughs> <laughs> and i just rolled over and went back to sleep <laughs> nice that's fantastic uh... So that was Easter. It was really nice. Really nice to see the kids and spend some time with the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, Dan, I, I don't know if you were going to touch on it, but your fantasy hockey. Yeah, that was the one thing I had going on this week. All right, I'll let you touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rewatching Game of Thrones Season 4 to prep for Season 5, which starts on Sunday. Okay. I'm really excited for that. Going to have a little Game of Thrones party. Um eat some good food but ah that show is so good dan you gotta watch it i man. know i would absolutely love it i'm gonna i'm going to once i can i have access to the hbo thing i'm gonna watch it all binge what if i were just to give you cds or dvds oh uh, d- d- the quality of dvds is not good enough for me okay all right but thank you no right. I, I can imagine it'll come to something like roku or chromecast or something it'll be on that eventually and that's yeah. when I'll, I'll i'll catch up i'll pay, yeah, even if it takes me a couple months to watch them all that's fine it'd be silly for them not to put the standalone on roku like right off the bat yeah so many people have those things yep so uh that's really all i had going on okay what about you well uh like Corey said easter uh i ate way too much on easter to the point where i threw up mm-hmm. that night uh, and I'm starting to question if it was what I, <laughs> if it was me being stupid during the week or if it was I ate too much food because I started working recently and I had a lot of early shifts my first week. So I've been, it was like, oh, it's kind of cold out here. I'll just leave my lunch in the car. And by the time I come out, it's like 50 yeah. and the sun's beating on chicken <laughs> and rice. And, you know, me being me, I was like, whatever, and just ate it. Because I leave my phone in the car, so, like, I want to grab my phone for lunch and stuff. So sometimes I just sit there and eat and, like, look at it and put it back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to question whether my extreme stomach sickness the last couple of days has been... Food (laughs) poisoning. That or or me eating way too much on Easter. Because I was so sick to the point where, like, I couldn't do anything on Tuesday and then on uh, Wednesday night... (laughs) I got home from work and laid down at 4 o'clock, and I slept all the way till 12.30. But the problem was I slept so long that I woke up, when I woke up at 12.30, I had to wake up at 4.30 for work, so I just stayed up the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, like, my sleep schedule is all off. Yeah. Yeah. 
Were you just like a zombie all day? I was so tired at work. Uh, the person I was working with, I think, thought I was incapable of doing anything. Um, but as the day went on, like, I got more energy and started, like, more people started to come into work and, like, people I get along with really well. So, like, I was talking to them and, like, joking around and stuff like that. So, you know, like, my spirit went up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and today, like, I felt a lot better. Uh, this is the first day where I've been able to, like, eat anything because the past couple of days, like, I was trying to force myself to stick to my diet and, like, I was getting extreme stomach cramps. And I was yeah. like, you can ask Johnny, I was laying on the ground, like, after dinner, uh-huh. just like, uh, complaining, getting, did you try out. candied ginger? I didn't. Mm. I was going to do it for dinner the day that I told you that I was, but I slept through everything. Uh, so I never got a chance. And today, like I feel pretty good, but that's yeah, good. Yeah. That was, that sucked. I don't like, I always talk about, I hate being sick because I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I even want to play video games, and I won't force myself to do anything. Like, you guys asked me to play HOTS. I think it was you, Corey, that wanted me to play, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't force myself to set the computer. But uh, other than that, I don't think... Oh, I ordered my computer parts, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited. I really hope they get here, uh, like, Saturday. Yeah, it's a new power supply, because I'm letting him borrow my old uh, GTX 760 graphics card um, mm-hmm. for a while till he gets one. <clears throat> and he needed a new power supply for that and then a solid state drive mm-hmm. so also don't let me forget to get the hard the usb thumb drive oh Sorry. yeah that's right here oh, okay i'll clear it off before because uh, i think it's got windows 8 on it okay so I'll clear it off and then you can yeah put your music on it so i'm really really excited to get that my computer has been running really slow like on the boot up it takes forever yeah. and like like the programs like Steam and Battle.net take so long to open when I start my computer up. Yeah. So I'm really excited to finally. How big is your solid state drive? 256. 256. Yeah. That's, nice. That's what I have for operating system, and then you put all your games on the other one. Yeah. How much was your solid state drive? 109? Yeah, it was like Jeez, man. Yeah, they've come down in price. I'll say it. When I, when I bought mine, mine's 128, and I put everything on it. Um, which is difficult because I need to every time I want to install something big, I have to delete something else. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to say it was over two hundred dollars. Probably. Wow. Like closer to three, I think. I remember justifying it by like just reading countless reviews and comparing them, and everybody was saying how big of a difference it makes for oh, your huge. operating system. And even if you put games on it, it'll speed up loading times and stuff. So yeah, it's huge. Uh, my computer boots in like ten seconds. Wow. Yeah. Fully, it's crazy. It's just this with little, all it's like the size. Loaded. It's like the size of a credit card. Yeah. It's just this little silly thing. It, did, you got the mounting bracket too, right? Everything you sent the me. The three things. It was three yeah. things. Okay. Everything. Yeah, because I didn't, when I got mine, I thought it came with a mounting bracket and it didn't. So I had to run over to the computer parts store that's near here and, and pick one up for okay. twice what I would have paid if I had been able to order online. Okay. Pretty but, sure mine's just sitting on a metal tray in my computer. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're they're not picky. I just like to have mine, you know, locked in there. Because it's not, I mean, I don't know the hardware very well, but it's not like spinning discs. No, there's no moving like, parts in it. Yeah. They're more durable. They're, it doesn't heat up as much as like a spinning hard drive does. So countless benefits. Yeah. I wish I could have my whole computer be a solid state drive, but even the, the, the like one terabyte ones are like four or 500 bucks mm-hmm. now. Nice. And that's come down in price from what they were a lot, you Dear know, God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So, but I uh, am yeah, super excited for that. Um, been talking to Dan. I'm like, Oh, I just can't wait for it to get here. 
So yeah, I'm very impatient when I order things online. That's my downfall. Yep. Uh, I don't like waiting. Yeah. But that, Same here. that's it for me, Dan. Okay. Uh, I got a couple things. First, uh, as Corey mentioned earlier, I won our Fantasy Hockey League. Nice job. Thank you. Uh, 14 teams. It's the first time I've won since the first year we had it. Oh, wow. wow. So ten, it was close to 10 years. Wasn't it the year after the lockout we started the Fantasy Hockey League? Was, I want to say you're right, yeah. So it's close to 10 years since I've I've won it. I'm usually I, – I think I've made the playoffs just about every year, and I think I might have come close, maybe made the semifinals a couple times. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was very happy with uh, – with my my team because I had been uh, I was first the majority of the hockey season uh, and then the pat you know I think starting like mid February my team just started just sucking awfully uh, and I got caught up and passed for first place I was able to hang on to second luckily but I was like I'm, there's no way I'm gonna do well in the playoffs because my goalies weren't playing that well and I had a lot of injuries like late in the season but. We were able to. Hold, I was able to hold on, and, and that's the only reason. The with the winnings, I was that was the only reason I was able to afford Pillars of Eternity, <laughs> um, which was good. It worked out nicely. Are the winnings coming in at all? Uh, I mean, I got I got what you gave me. Will uh-huh. paid me. Mom and Dad paid me. Uh, Val paid me, and I think that's it. Okay. So I sent out an email. Feel, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw it. But yeah, I got it. I got to keep hassling people. I it's really so want annoying. Yeah. Well, I, I I like your idea of paying up front. Well, that's what I tried to do this season, and nobody paid me. Mm. Only three people. I'll, just, de- I'll, I'll definitely do that this year. Yeah, just block their team out. Well, that's what I said. I said next year, you know, because I put it up. I think I at the start of the season, I put it up and said I was collecting dues at the start of the season, and I wanted them all by the end of October. Only three people paid me. And then, like, halfway through the season, I asked again, and nobody paid me. Huh. And then, I don't know, the I don't, season ended. and I don't recall ever hearing about that. You did. I just never paid you. Sorry. I I mean I post uh, the commissioner's note which emails people. Okay. Maybe um, I just didn't get it. Well, that's Allison texted me today and she's like, "Has anybody paid you for fantasy hockey?" And I was like, "Well, did you see my email?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I sent out an email. How are people not are people not seeing this?" I wonder if it's getting picked up by junk filters. Yeah, that's that's what she said. And then she's like, oh, maybe it went to my old email. Apparently it went to an email she doesn't use anymore. Because, oh, gotcha. like you said, you know, we started this thing 10 years ago. Yeah. And that, like, legacy of the, the team names and emails and all that stuff that we used way back then is carried on. Yeah. You know, people have moved on from all that stuff, so they don't necessarily still see it. Right. Um, but nobody ever says, like, oh, hey, can, you know, can we update my email address to this or something like that? Or, right. or go in and do it themselves. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's a little frustrating having to collect chase everybody down for their ten dollars. I'm mostly excited for the trophy though. Yeah, I can't wait to have the trophy. I'll have set it on the cubes in front of the TV. Congrats on that. Yeah, it's uh like I said, I still want to do rings. It's a good idea. That is a good Something idea. Something to keep forever. Because like yeah, we've had this league for ten years. Uh, majority of the people are the same as yeah. when we started. Yep. Family and friends, close family and friends. Yeah. In uh, as of maybe three or four years ago, it became the Paul Newman Memorial League. Yeah, year in and year out. Yep. Yeah. So I was I was happy about that. Uh, the only other thing I did is watch the movie Big Hero Six. Yeah, which is really good, Corey. I yeah, know you, re- you really enjoyed it. 
Uh, pretty much most of the stuff I'm going to be watching anymore is going to be kids' movies. I've resigned myself to that, which is fine because a lot of them are good. Yeah. Um, I I didn't catch the beginning of Big Hero Six, but I saw the second, probably the the back two thirds of the movie. So I still have to like watch the beginning of it, but it was really good. I was very impressed with it. Um, that's all I all I did this week. My son got it for Easter. That's why. Did he why enjoy it? it? Yeah, he liked it. Not uh, as much as Frozen. No, not as much as Frozen. <laughs> but I think it's it's a little more mature than Frozen. Yeah, uh, Frozen's yeah. a little easier to understand, and it's very musical. There's no music in uh, in Big Hero Six to speak of. No, you know, Frozen right. is a musical, right. so uh, and all the songs are easy to learn for kids to learn. Um, I really want a life size version of the robot. Yeah, that would be awesome. That was a cool robot. Yeah, uh, and then he got Ratatouille too. Have you seen Ratatouille? Years ago. Yeah, Ratatouille's good, too. He didn't like that one very much. He stopped watching it about halfway through. Aww. It's a little slow. And yeah, and I think that, that'll be... He'll like that better when he's older, too. Um, mm-hmm. Because, it, again, it's it's all, uh, you know, dialogue and stuff. There's not the songs in it like, like are in Frozen. Frozen's really, like, the perfect kid's movie. You know? Yep. I still haven't seen... Well, I've tried to watch it, but I've fallen yeah. asleep. I've seen it three times a day for the past probably three months well that was that was will with uh, 101 dalmatians you remember those days oh yeah oh my god leave me alone movie hey great it is a great movie but not 140 times a, a month <laughs> it got to the point where i could recite the whole movie yeah that's how i'm with the characters that's how i'm with frozen i know all the wow. all the words to all the songs and <laughs> I'm I'm glad I like it. Like it's good, and I haven't really gotten sick of it yet. Uh, I you know a lot of times when the kids are watching, I, that's when I sneak in some video game time during the day or do podcast work. So it's nice that they can be occupied with something. Because even my daughter, who's only a little over a year, watches it, or she's close to a year and a half, I think. So and she likes it. So, uh, but that's all I got for my week. Shall we get into what we played? Sure. sure. All right. Uh, Will. Or we want to talk about HOTS first? Might that's, as well. That's all you played, right? Yeah, because that's the only thing I did play. Okay. Um, honestly, I didn't even play a whole lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I played maybe once with you and Eric's the night before Easter, night was before it? before Easter, yeah. And that's then played. I played again on tu- Tuesday, I think. Okay. Um, got thoroughly handled, handed it to me every match, pretty much. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, when I we go with a five-man team... Just we lose, really, and I don't know what. Hmm. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, when we played Saturday night, <clears throat> you, me, and Eric, and then it was two randoms each time we played. Do was it the first game we won? Yeah, the first game we won. It was a very clean victory. Like we won all the team battles. Uh, we never got behind at all. I don't even remember what map it was on, but uh, we we did really well that game. Uh, and then after that, the second game we played, we were doing really well. And then we lost it. And we lost it. Yep. Uh, we won all the team battles until the end when they got the level level lead on us and stuff. Uh, they started to beat us in team battles towards the end, but we were way ahead. Oh, and yeah. winning and pushing and did, was it Blackheart's Bay? I think Blackheart's Bay. Yeah, because yeah. well, we had twenty more kills than them and everything like that. Yeah, even at the end of the game, after we had lost a couple team battles, we were still ahead by like twenty kills. 
Um, and they somehow ended up winning that game. I don't even remember. And then I think the third and fourth games we got stomped, right? Oh, yeah. If I remember correctly. I remember because Tomb of the Spider Queen camp, which is the new map, but I really wanted to work on my winning percentage and have a really high one for that one. Yeah. But I've lost the last, like, four matches on it. Yeah. So, not a lot of success in HOTS, no. unfortunately. And I'm trying to figure out why. Because I don't think I'm bad. No. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I think you have to play a pretty solid game all the way through. Like, I've lost games where, you know, we kicked butt the entire game until the end, then we get a little disorganized and we end up losing. I was going to say, well, I wanted to talk about that that match in the the Spider Queen's lair because that one right off the bat, like, the line, the, the lane organization got messed up right away. We had one guy that kept floating back and forth. And really, like, at the beginning of the game, you have to stay in your lane and soak up that, all that all that damage like even if one lane is kind of overwhelmed you still should stay in your own lane because they had a tychus on the other team who on the was on the bottom lane by himself and was just soaking up all that experience and he was even able to like take out the towers on the uh, towers and walls on the bottom by himself while everyone else was occupied elsewhere and like i would have gone to fight him but i was lily and you can't be lily and be by yourself you know yeah Yeah. it's just pointless so you can easily um if you're by yourself in a lane and nobody bothers you you can easily take down towers the first two towers in a wall just make sure you know you push their minions to the point where uh your minions can advance to their gate yeah and they suck up all the cannonballs right and then once the cannonballs are gone just keep keep hitting the towers till they're down towers yeah and that gives if you do that by yourself that gives your whole team such a big experience boost yeah yeah, it does. Yeah, because taking down those walls gives you experience, and the cannon towers t- gives you ex- all that stuff gives you experience. Yeah. Uh, so that happened in the spider thing, and and we just could never catch up from that because Tychus was f- everywhere. Like where er, he was everywhere where people the, the other people weren't, and he, he and, was the one who kept turning in the gems. Yeah, he would have like you know twenty five gems that he would turn in uh, when no one was paying attention to him. Like he was he was this elusive shadow. He really was. I don't think we killed him that game. No. Maybe towards the end when we were just like get Tychus. Yeah. We would just leave our we would leave the team battles to find Tychus. Yeah, hunt him down and kill him. Yeah. I I think when they like we went into the games where like there's four people in a lane. I think for that we have to do three one one instead yeah. of everybody going. Because at least if it's four people you might Stay a chance to at least hold it off a little bit. Yeah, because even, like, if you're outnumbered in a lane, you could still get some minion kills, kills yeah. you know, and, and help a little bit and, and hold the other people off from just having the lane to themselves, you know. They still have to, even if it's two versus one, they still have to pay attention yeah. uh, because someone else could come down and gank you at any time. Yep. So you still have to kind of not be too aggressive, you know. Yep. So um, I want to start doing Hero League soon with you guys uh i told dan off podcast i'd level up his account if he wanted because i'll start working on it i've got to do that i'm kind of highly frustrated with one thing that the level cap is 40 like why not just let you keep leveling up your account and like if you want to introduce more rewards like arbitrarily do do it yeah i don't know couldn't tell you i i would like that because i'd like to see where you know Kind of like how you uh, get um, Paragon levels, Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Just why not? Yeah, get let you earn some sort of rewards. Exactly, because now I'm just leveling up heroes, and I almost have all of them to five. And after that, like I'm not gonna be, my gold gainage is gonna be really slow. Yeah. So. Gotcha. I don't know. Heroes has been frustrating this week. Mm-hmm. Still good. Me too. But frustrating. Oh, it's great. 
it, it, it I think it com- just comes down to like the little things, the nuance, like awareness of what's going on, and like focusing in team battles. Yeah, you get in too many team battles where it's hectic, crazy. You don't know what's going on, but if you know if you can hit the healers and take them out, or the assassins early on and take them out, you have a much better chance. Yeah, and I, I mean I'm just as guilty of it. I find myself attacking the warriors and doing mm-hmm. nothing and then the whole team's wiped out my my problem is with lily uh i generally play like conservatively i hang back i try to just keep everybody healed but occasionally i see someone trying to sneak away with a little bit of health and i'll go after him with lily yep. and you know once she gets snatched by diablo or stitches she's pretty much dead you know Forget uh, about I, it. yeah you've got you've got your 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 wind thing that that helps a little bit but you know, once you get pounded on by an assassin, like you're you're dead fast. So, mm-hmm. um, I even get a little too aggressive at times with with Lily, who you should never be aggressive okay. with, <laughs> especially with my build is is a healing only really yeah. uh, build. So, uh, that's my problem. Yeah, I still have that issue too because I usually oh, yeah. play uh, assassin or specialist hero. So yeah. I always, I always you get hungry, yeah. and like Eric always says, you know that people get too caught up with that and you sort of got to train yourself just not to go after it because is is your killing that one person going to make a huge difference especially if you end up dying to trying to right is like it's better to you know win the team battle and survive than take your chances trying to get that one kill especially early game they say to never even bother chasing kills at that point unless you're like 100 percent sure you can get it yeah yeah if you're a good finisher exactly but i don't know i have to figure out why we do poorly when we're all together because none of us are like bad i wouldn't like if we all went online like none of us would be egregiously bad yeah so i don't know maybe it's just like the team like how we work together right yeah i don't know maybe, i mean maybe it's just matchmaking doing its business like, its job really and it's like a couple other things is you know before you before like the tribute drops in is it what is it cursed hollow yeah before the tribute drops, like make sure your health and mana are up. As soon as that timer comes up, and you know it's coming, like Hearthstone or go to the fountain and drink up and, and show up to that full health, likely team battle, full health. Yeah. I mean, that's just a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Another thing, like this happened to me twice today. I was on a team, and uh, somebody would ping for the boss, and I'm like, that's not a good idea. Like all their heroes are up right now, and we don't know where they are. But, of course, you know, three of our guys on our team would attack the boss and it'd be like, all right, well, I guess I have to join now because yeah. I know it's going to turn into a team fight. And sure enough, they show up and we're all dead. So a bad leader. It's, it's really frustrating. It's not even necessarily the leader. It's just some idiot, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, that's not a good idea. And even if you say, like, not a good idea, they just go ahead and do it anyway. It's, right. I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, you're you're definitely right. Whoever's Whoever's mm-hmm. the most assertive, just you do that. Really? Yeah. Yep. Then, you, well, you could also have like a team with two assertive people who are fighting, fighting. over what you should do next. I've had that happen too. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I, like you know, as I said, I usually play as Lily. I just follow around like one of the one of the characters and yep. just keep them healed. Or you know, once once team battles come around, I just try to keep the team healed. Like I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not. Th- I'm not there to lead the way. You know, lead yeah. The charge. When I'm Brightwing, I always just stick with either an assassin or a tank. And yeah. The heal. Keep them healed. Yeah. And freaking Chris and I were playing today, and this one Zagara called us retards. And I was like, "Well, that's not very nice." Right. 
You he just didn't say. He didn't say anything after that. <laughs> did he say like? Did he just type retards or did he call well, you? He, you know, he's Mister Ping, like pinging everything every second. It's really annoying. Does he ping like the same spot repeatedly too? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And then if he screws up and dies, it's like, it's where were you guys? Fault, yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> we, you know, we're kind of doing our jobs. You're the idiot that, you know, got yourself ganked. Yeah. Yeah. That there's that example of whoever's the most assertive. You know, how that's an issue sometimes. And we were we were winning, and we won that game. It's like you don't need to call us such a negative name. name. Yeah. Inappropriate. He just needs a hug in real life. Yeah, he did need a hug. Well, that's why I, all I said was, that's not very nice. <laughs> he didn't say anything after that. Nice. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> used to people raging back at him. That's yeah. what he was hoping for, probably. I would have bet. I'm defensive when the people I play with get insulted. What's our What's our weakness, Will? We've I, got Johnny Highwind in the chat asking uh, what spot we need filled. Warrior? Uh, yeah, we have the least warriors. I was going to say, uh, Good warriors. T- tanks are always a, a prime <laughs> a prime thing. Eric, Eric does pretty well as... Uh, Arthas. Uh, Arthas, yeah. yeah. I think Evan's really a good well. Diablo, no? Yeah, Evan is a very good Diablo. I've been, he's gotten a lot better, too. I was surprised because he didn't really like it at first, and then the more he's played, he's gotten a lot better and liking it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. I go into the subreddit and people complain about the matchmaking and it being so bad. But like, I don't think they realize that you're not supposed to win every game. You're supposed to win fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. So like, just because they lose a couple after winning a couple, like that's just what is supposed to happen, I guess. Right. So I got to remember that too. But I feel I don't know. I just want to win more. Yeah. Who's getting nerfed next? Man, I don't even know. Uh, people think Sylvanas, but she's actually pretty balanced. It's just she's new and hard to counter at first. Like everybody says, like, oh, Blizzard introduced an overpowered hero, so people would buy her, and then they're gonna nerf her. And I don't buy that. She's really squishy. She can't really team fight that well because she has no area of attack damage. So I would, and she can get stunned really easily, right. and her escape's really slow because it's the Banshee thing. Uh. And it got, shoots out, and, like, you need to get a good distance away so you can actually escape. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, you have to wait, like, three seconds before it's actually a safe distance for you to escape. But I get really annoyed when people talk about Savannah's being overpowered. So, I don't know. I think the Lost Vikings are pretty overpowered. I think it's just one of those things that the only people who play them are the really good uh, micro players because they control three at once. Yeah, There's... I've only ever played the Lost Vikings once. In yeah, a, in a match, and were they the, good? The person was very good with yeah. them. Uh, he had them split up in all three lanes and just soaking up so much experience. Ex- and, yeah, because you can do that and leave one of them up there and yeah. have more people in a lane to fight for you, and you'd yeah. still be getting the experience. I don't know, like maybe cause I think they have the highest winning percentage competitively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not a lot of people like to do the three heroes at once, and I'm one of them. I'm kind of too – I can't even manage one hero right? as is. <laughs> well, when the shit hits the fan in team battles like late in the game, exactly. I can't imagine trying to keep track of three things. Like I have a hard enough time keeping track of myself. Especially because one of them is like really, really squishy okay. and will die. I think it's Eric. I think they're all pretty squishy, but I think Eric is the little Viking and he's the most squishy. Okay. But Yeah. But to be honest with you, I have no idea who will get nerfed or buffed. I'm hoping Nova gets buffed soon because she's like 
low Soft. low tier on everybody. Everybody makes fun of like Nova players, but everybody complains at the same time. I always get blasted by Nova. Wait till you, wait till you learn the shimmer. Okay. That's because we're noobs, Dan. I, I was going to say, I, I haven't really played pl- played as her, and I don't understand her abilities that well, so I think that's that's part of the reason I get See, the thing with her is she only, like, she has a decoy, but that's it, and it's really not even that good. Um, so she can't escape, so when she shoots, she if she's not in good position, she's going to die. Uh-huh. Zeratul <clears throat> is more, like, he can blink in do a lot of damage and blink out safely and not be touched. Uh, it's really so, annoying. So Zeratul oh, is my least favorite hero. I hate fighting Zeratul. I hate when there's Zeratul on the other team. Yeah, every time he's on the other team, I just go, Ugh. You love him when he's on your team because he helps finish people off, especially. Ex- exactly. So. Well, and he can he can pick a target. That, as Malfurion, I've gotten killed by Zeratul more times than I care to recount. Yep. and is He it- just blinks in, kills me, blinks out. Before I even have a chance to like root him or heal myself or anything, I don't even know what's going on. And yeah. you know he's like laughing and so happy. Oh yeah, and his team's cheering. So proud of himself, throwing him a party, <laughs> and I'm just Asshole. respawning at the Hearthstone. Zeratul is usually the player though that like if things go bad is the first person to be raging. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Illidan. Like those two are the heroes that when you know they're on your team and you don't win, they're going to be the ones that yell at you. I want that's pro- there's probably something to that though. The the type of character it, you like to play in a MOBA. Oh, definitely. Uh, it, it fits your personality a little it, bit. As soon as I saw Illidan, Johnny and I talked about it when we first got into the game. We're like, oh, this is the hero that like the really hardcore players are going to play as. And <laughs> sure enough, have yeah. you ever met an angry Malfurion? No. What about an angry, angry Lily? No. <laughs> Those two are, like, the nicest people, usually. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think it's just the assassin role, probably, right? I mean, yeah, the glory hounds I was, type, of, type of characters. I was called some pretty mean things by a Diablo once, okay. but that was, like, the only warrior that was mean. Vala right. is usually pretty volatile. Yeah. I don't know. Must be the assassin specialist. That's interesting. There's, I bet you there's something to that. I would agree. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but yeah, that's my hots talk. I Any mean, other thoughts on hots, Corey? I don't think so. I I said to Will. I don't think I mentioned this last week that I'm I'm sort of I don't want to say getting bored with it, but getting a little bit tired yeah. with it. You've played a ton. I need I need to do a different game mode. Like I think playing the the rank stuff will really help. Yeah, um, that's why I'm, I want to try to get us to start doing that. And like, if you get forty, we can do the team team league too. Yeah, and what I want to start doing is like really getting down into it and and setting up a team and figuring out like who needs to do what when and and that kind of stuff. The yeah. micromanaging as opposed to everybody picking a different hero every game and just sort of winging it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Hero League will make us better because then we have to actually learn our position more yeah. instead of just working out a bunch of different heroes at once, I guess. In, like, set-up plays. I've played against teams where I feel like they have set plays that work. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's frustrating, but, you know, all it takes is a little bit of coordination, and, you know, your team can do it, too. Yeah, if you can stun some heroes, like the assassins or healers, and then have somebody like Nova or Jaina come in and burst them down, like... Yeah. That's, that's crucial. Yep. I don't know. I guess we'll try. Let's try Hero League at some point. We have to get at least like four people, so like the other guy won't be. A, it'd only be one guy who gets mad. You said thirty <laughs> and ten heroes. Thirty and ten, yeah. Okay, because I think I'm level twenty. 
Oh, you're pretty so close. Maybe if I put in a good push over the weekend and play a lot. You need a you need a stim pack. I'll get a stim pack definitely. I didn't buy one because I my first one expired sometime last week, and I didn't get a new one because I knew I wouldn't be playing that much uh, over the weekend and then this week. So, as I said, Dan, if you need me to work on that stim pack with you, I will. We'll see. I'll try. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, that I mean. That's all for hots. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I even dabbled with anything. No, I don't think so. I thought about playing some games. I've just been really tired this week. I'll be able to play some stuff this weekend. Mm-hmm. What did you think about playing but decided not to? Uh, I've been thinking about playing through my Xbox One games. Like I have Lords of the Fallen, Dead Rising 3, Rise. Um, uh, I have another game. Rise is short, too. Yeah, I've, I want to play through those. I want to play through Shadow of Mordor. Uh, for whatever reason, I've wanted to play... Um, I wanted to play a match of Dota. I didn't do that just to see how it is. What's the matter with you? Uh, I don't know. It's blasphemy. Well, when I was up this morning at 1230, I watched a little bit of a stream just so I could see. And, of course, like I wanted to see if people were fighting in-game the whole time, and, of course, they were. <laughs> um, uh, can um, you talk to the other team in Dota? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> Somebody died and called somebody some pretty awful names. I, I don't like that. I just curse at the monitor. Well, I have yeah. all sorts, all sorts of names that I'd never <laughs> call anybody in person that I tell the monitor. Uh, just something about it's weird that we started with Dota, Corey. Like, yeah, I can't believe I used to play that with how just mean. I know it, and have fun with it. Exactly. We won almost all of our games together online, though. If you remember, we did. yeah, we, aren't, we, I, aren't I like three and zero on Dota? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember we went online, and Matt's like, "No, please don't do it," and we did it and won. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you and I won, and then I played with him, and we lost <laughs> like a bunch of games. I mean, you seem to have really good luck online. I don't know why. Yeah, we do. That's it, though. Okay. I'm going to get City Skyline, by the way. That'll oh, probably nice. be the first Steam game I buy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Really excited to play that game. Mm-hmm. I would like to play that, too. Are, do we have a topic for next week? No. I, uh, I think I think right now, tentatively, it's Xenoblade Chronicles, but I don't know if I'm going to get enough time in it to talk I, about Titan it. Souls. Oh, Titan Souls. Uh, that comes out on the 14th. Is that Tuesday? <clears throat> That's Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. We, I won't be able to play City Skyline for an episode until Thursday because okay. I need to get paid again because uh-huh. I blew all my money on a computer uh-huh. <laughs> and gas. Okay. All right. Uh, what'd you play, Corey? Uh, Hots we already discussed. I played on my iPhone Final Fantasy Record Keeper. It's a game I've been following for a while since last year. Really was out in Japan, and then I think it came out March end of March, um, and somehow I missed the release. Uh, I don't know how I managed that, but I found it was, uh, I saw an article about it maybe yesterday on Silicon Air or something like that, and I was like, oh, this game's out? Great. Final Fantasy Record Keeper, it's, uh, it's an RPG, but what it does is it incorporates all of the games in the Final Fantasy series, and what you're doing, you play the Record Keeper. I think his name's, t- oh, shoot, I forget, Ty- Tyron, Tywin, Thomas. Ty, Tyron, Tyrion. No, that's Game of Thrones. Uh, Tyro? 
I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, but he's a record keeper in this kingdom that collects all these records and, and focuses on knowledge and expanding magical capabilities and stuff like that. Um, and what happens is you have a museum of portraits from the old Final Fantasy games, and somehow they start disappearing. And you need to go into each of these portraits and do battle in their universes to bring them back to life. So the first one I did was the Mako reactor in Final Fantasy seven. Um, it's the portrait is like a screenshot of the Mako number one, or I can't remember exactly now which one it was. Um, and you go in and it, from that point it sort of turns into like a 16 bit SNES RPG, um, where you play the turn based or active time battle system where your heroes are on the right and you're battling enemies. Um, so it's the 16-bit graphics, but they take like the enemies from the Final Fantasy VII, and you fight against them. And they, there's it's another Final Fantasy game from there. It's there's spells, there's equipment, um, there's a whole. This gets me. At what point does this free to stuff, free to play stuff become gambling? Because they have this thing called uh, like the relic lottery, and every day you get a free draw of a relic. It's a low quality relic, but then every now and again they'll do. Um, themed relics. I can't remember what it was called, but this week you could draw to get a special relic of a certain kind, but it wasn't guaranteed that you'd get it. So what you do is you'd pay your money for your gems or whatever to get a spin on the relic machine, but uh, it wasn't guaranteed that you'd get the relic you were trying to get with your money. Hmm. Isn't that, that gambling? That sounds like gambling to me. At what point does does somebody say, wait a second, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I never would have thought get, of that, but that that sounds like gambling to me. I mean, I get that you're not winning money; you're winning an item. But that's worse. To me, yeah, it's but, well, yeah. To me, it's worse if you're winning something not real. M- yeah, not money. You know, like wh- what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> if you're spending I real mean, money to gamble for something like that, digital something I guess not you real. Could say that's what happens when you go to like a plushy machine and put in a quarter. Like you're not guaranteed to get it, but. It just seems dirty to me. Yeah. Well, at least there, at least there, there's some skill involved in, you know, the that's the, true. The, the, the like it's not like a carnival game, not almost. skill. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, some thought involved in it, and you know, yeah. I don't know. This is pushing a button and hoping you get the the item that you paid to. Yeah, spin well, for. where the numbers are probably stacked against you. Oh, I'm sure. BS. Yeah, they don't but it is, a, it is a free-play game. I feel like there is plenty of Final Fantasy stuff. You can unlock the characters, and then they join your party. I already unlocked Cloud. Um, and then, like, if you use Cloud in the Final Fantasy VII battles, he gets a bonus to his attack. If you use Final Fantasy VII items in the Final Fantasy VII battles, uh, they give you a boost. So it's it's good for Final Fantasy nerds. And uh, beyond that, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as, like, a good RPG or anything. It does sort of have that smartphone free to play feel, but if you're a big Final Fantasy nerd, um, there's plenty in there for you to to chew on, and you don't have to spend money on it to enjoy it. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I've needed to. Oh, speaking of which, I gotta log in today. If you log, of course, if you log in every day, every day you, yeah, you get, get a, a re- increasing reward each time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so it has all that free to play stuff. But again, you know, as somebody who really likes Final Fantasy, like it's just fun to to hear all the music from the games and revisit certain parts of the games and the characters and the items and all that stuff. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's not better than all the bravest though. 
It's better than all the bravest. <laughs> Much better. But, I mean, yeah, it's free to play, and there's that bull crap, but it's it's worth it you for, can, for somebody you, like me. And you can not spend money on the bull crap, right? I mean, this game doesn't have me like chomping at the bit to get to the next thing. I've played. I've done two portraits so far. That's it. Uh-huh. Which isn't much. How long is like a portrait? It's the two I've done are three battles. It's like five minutes. Wow, wow. And of course you get graded on that and you get ranked on that and if you get the best then you unlock like that portrait's relic. Gotcha. So there's there's always that incentive to go back and try it again if you don't one hundred percent of the first time. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got, Corey? Um I believe that's it. Okay. That's yeah. All I played. Yeah, I played a little Mario Kart. I don't have anything to talk about that. Just just a few ma- matches online. I still love playing that online. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the group I got into was a little more competitive than it was the last time. It was just me and that that one girl with the really high high score. Uh, and then I've been playing Monster Hunter a little bit slowly here and there, uh, which is still awesome and lots of fun. I actually started playing a little more online doing online matches that's a blast yeah uh, i wish uh, it was people. easier to like sit down and play that online with with you you know yeah yeah i just feel like it's jumping through hoops every time i want to it's easier connect. just to join yeah jo- just to join someone else's game and and yeah. follow them around and kill stuff yep so uh but that's all i played uh we'll take a quick break and be back with feedback and roundtable right after this Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Episode 194 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. Uh, tw- we'll start with Twitter feedback from Mike in Minnesota in response to the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 potential release, I guess. Uh, and he says, and there goes any interest I had. Uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that, I share that sentiment. I was really hoping to bounce back to World War II for Call of Duty, but... The modern day shooters is just, they're, I don't know, getting old. I don't even want to play there's a, there's a remaster I'll take is a remaster of all of the Call of Duty campaigns oh, into yeah. one tidy little package. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that uh, would be cool. I'd pay 60 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the campaigns are awesome. I loved Fours in World of Wars. Oh, yeah. Fours was awesome. Yeah. That's the first uh, Modern Warfare, right? Yep. Call of Duty yeah. War. That game's so good, too. That was good. That was really good. And I never even played it online. No. I just played the campaign a lot. You missed yeah. the, like, huge portion I, that I changed didn't, online I didn't even gaming. know. I know I didn't even know that was the thing <laughs> at the time. But the only, the only online game uh, shooter I played was Halo at that point. So That's I don't right. even think Halo was out yet. I think it was coming out pretty soon. Okay. Wow. So. That was... Because that, that was Halo 3, right? You're talking about that was coming out soon? Yes. Yeah, because it was early on the... Early in the life of the 360... Which is what, that's the one I played the most online, too, was Halo 3. That seems like forever ago. Yeah, it was when I first moved into my apartment. That's right. I remember one Christmas you brought your Xbox 360 just so we could all play the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. you said how awesome it was. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I remember playing it at home. I'm like, what? No, I had moved out of my uh, out of the house at that point. But Yeah, and we messed around with, like, the like the co-op online. Like, Did it we? was mean, like, you or Corey, like, okay. playing against each other, just yeah. messing around. Game was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Idaho Jake says, did any of you get into the Plant Side 2 beta on PS4? I actually got into the 
Plant Side 2 beta on PS4, and I gave my key to Eric. And did he download it? I think he did. Uh, I don't think he's played it, but he has it. So uh, contact him if you wanna if you wanna play my, Plant Side 2. My PSN expired, so I'm gonna be yeah uh, another week before I get it going again. Mm-hmm. Expired. Yeah, I got a year, and then this... Oh, PS Plus. Yeah, PS Plus. Oh. Sorry, I was confused. And that's what you need to do that to play online now, so... Yep. Even play inside two? Yeah, I think so. That's... I think any online gaming, even if it's free, like, you need to have an online subscription. Gotcha. And they changed that, I think. But I could be wrong. All right. Uh, Facebook feedback from Rachel's. She says, Hey guys, just got caught up on all podcasts. I finally beat Far Cry 3. It took longer than it should have because I spent so much time exploring the island. I enjoyed the tropical setting and the hunting collecting aspect of the game more than the main story. Can you guys recommend another game that is open world like Far Cry 3 with a nice environment and a lot of things you can just wander around and do on your own? doesn't have to be new or even a shooter. I have PS3 only. One more request. Can you put the question of the week in the show notes? Okay, that's all. Take care, guys. Uh, I absolutely agree with Far Cry 3. My favorite part of that game was doing all the side stuff, uh, all the hunting and, and exploring. The story was, like, okay. Uh, I it, I think it tailed off um, after uh, the demise of the main bad guy. Yeah. Uh, it tailed off a little bit after that. But the, the doing the side stuff is so fun. Uh, doing all the strongholds. I uh, That was a great game. Uh, can you recommend another game that is open world like Far Cry 3 with a nice environment and a lot of things you can just wander around and do on your own I'm going to say Fallout 3 oh my god um, yeah, yeah. I, she said it doesn't have to be uh, new or even a shooter on PS3 that was on PS3 right yeah that's a it's a RPG I yeah no you're right there's there's definitely a lot of things to do I would just disagree on the nice environment part. oh it's definitely it's definitely not a nice oh. environment. It's pretty much desert, but a lot of cool things going on in it. Yeah, like it's one of those things that's like everything's destroyed, but it's kind of an intriguing world. Yeah, of what's going on. I immediately thought of Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, Black yeah. Flag, because um, that's one of the things I really loved about that game was wandering around in the nice island environment, and then like getting in my ship and then going to another island and seeing what's there and killing or skinning the animals and you know just checking out the things to discover on those just scattered islands everywhere. You could do that for hours and not even really bother with the, the main game if that's what you really like. Yeah, and if you want well, a newer version, get a, uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah. Well, not just that, but the, the main game kind of sucked. Uh, the story and all that stuff kind of sucked. Yeah, it did. Uh, but, the, yeah, the oh, best... Oh, come on. The, what? It did. It didn't suck. Oh, the, the, the follow missions that you have to do for the story are the worst. Well, we I will agree that listen. the follow missions sucked, but the, the story itself didn't suck. I thought it sucked. What happened? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I, enjoy, I enjoyed that game. It, it, it was awesome, except for the assassin stuff. I, I agree. Getting in your boat and going and blowing up ships and stuff was, was the best. And even, like, exploring Jeez, the islands. Pirates. I, that's what I'm talking about. That was the fun stuff. The assassin stuff was the bad part. The whole story's about pirates. Wow. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean the coolest thing was the ship combat, and like the cutscenes with that too were even awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I had my issues with the game. I liked it way more than any recent Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah, I haven't played Unity yet, but I don't think I'm going to. Dan does a skip. Don't worry. Yeah. What's another open world game though? That's just fun to explore. Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim would be a great one. Yeah. 
I feel like there's some more obscure ones though that we're not thinking about right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Any indies? Open, cool open o- world. Open world indies. Terraria. That's on the. That's that's two D. Yeah. I mean, it's got an awesome world. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to explore for sure. Word. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Fallout Three and Assassin's Creed Four are good starting points. I don't know how new New Vegas is another one, but New Vegas is so buggy. I don't know if I can recommend New Vegas. Yeah, I don't know how patched. I know on the PC it's, it's patched pretty decently. Well, it's patched decently, but there's also fan mods that make it playable. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I tried playing. I tried playing that maybe two years ago on PC, mm-hmm. and it was still pretty buggy. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I know. It's well. That's why I was nervous about Obsidian doing uh, South Park. Oh yeah, that's right. Because of how buggy uh, New Vegas was, and they did Pillars of Eternity, which I haven't come across any bugs in yet. So they knocked those two out of the park. Yeah, they did. Oh, Just Cause. Just oh yeah. I just got done playing Just Cause, and it is really good. Just yeah, cause that, that's another one. It's it's like Far Cry a lot, but it's third person. Uh, it's also a lot bigger. And and more the pilot jets and it's a it's a I would say it's a mix between Grand Theft Auto like four and and Far Cry three is a good way it's a perfect blend of those two two games. How about a game like Shadow of Mordor? Uh, I've heard that's not good on on the PS3 and Xbox 360. All right, avoid it. Yeah. Uh, Jake has a couple. Idaho Jake has a couple of recommendations. Dragon Age. Yeah, Origins, Dragon Age Two. Uh, well, less open world. Yeah, Inquis- is Inquisition on last gen console? No, mm, I don't think so. I have no idea. Oh, uh, Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good suggestion. Borderlands Two, Saints Row Four. She, I, she's already she's a Borderlands fan. She's oh, already played she? the Borderlands games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Saints Row. Saints Row. Yeah, that's fun. Again, not necessarily a nice world to explore, but definitely lots of things to Saints Row the Third. Is Saints Row the Saints Row Four on PS uh, Saint, PS4 yeah. and yeah, 360 or PS3? I'm sorry. Yeah, the new consoles hadn't come out because they okay. did a re-release of it. Yeah, you'll want to go. You'll want to go Saints Row the Third first, and the, probably a lot of these games are cheap too, which oh, is yeah. good. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good list of suggestions. Okay. Uh, so that's that's for Rachel. Oh, one more request. Can you put question of the week on the in on the show notes? I can yeah. do that. That's I, no problem. I, I added it. I just gotta uh, get the time for it when we start that part. Well, I'll just put it on the end. Uh, I'll just ta- ta- tag it onto the end of the okay. post. Um, and then you can also mm, click the banner on the right hand side for for question of the week too. Uh, does she mean for that week or the pending weeks? I don't know. I can actually. just write both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because we, I mean, we do have thumbstickathletes.com slash QOTW. Mm-hmm. It's always too. there. I try and update it the the night we finish the podcast, so it's it's ready for the whole week. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Rachel. Uh, Miguel in Spain says, hey, guys, after a long time without playing any games because of work and study, I decided to buy a PC. Nothing to cry and shout about, but it's good enough to play modern games. Uh, buy PC and resume my gaming life. And here's my list of games I've played and beat so far in the past two months. 
The first one, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. I thought it would be a good idea to start with a short and easy game. I liked it, and the control was an interesting experience, but for a strange reason, my gamepad didn't work properly with the game, and I had to use the mouse and keyboard, and it was a pain in the ass, especially in the beginning, since it's designed to play with the sticks. Trying not to spoil, I have to mention the drama that occurs. I didn't expect it at all. Shocking. I can't imagine playing that with a keyboard and mouse. Wow. Corey, did yeah. you play Brothers? It's sort of like Eric play, playing... Uh, <laughs> Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Rogue Legacy, keyboard and mouse. Oh, God, that would be brutal. I don't yeah. know. I, he must have loved... He had to have loved that game to do sure. that. I can't I can't even imagine that. But, yeah, that's that's that would take me out of it probably, brothers, if your gamepad didn't work. That stinks. Uh, number two, Assassin's Creed. I've always wanted to get into the saga, and I thought the first one would be a good introduction for me who didn't mind playing a rather old game. I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but most of the missions, uh, the sequences uh, and assassinations part were repetitive and boring. Kind of kill these archers, go from point A to point B as fast as you can. However, I appreciated the ambiance. You feel like you were living in the Crusades. Yeah, I really liked the first Assassin's Creed game. After uh, I liked Assassin's Creed 2 also, and then haven't really liked them since then. Black Flag was an exception, but that was kind of a different type of game. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, it does give you a good feel of... Uh, and me being interested in history like I am, that was really cool to live in the in the Crusades era. Um, I did... I haven't played the first one in a while. Yeah, I wonder how. While. I wonder how it would hold up. Probably not that well. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I'd have to see how it is now, too. Yeah. You never know. Right. Uh, Third is Mirror's Edge. Simply my favorite so far. I was delighted playing this game. The parkour is so well represented that you feel like your life is in danger with every jump you make, not to mention the clean and beautiful style. Like someone I've heard say, it's like you are in a world designed by Apple. It's a shame uh, is maybe too short and the combat is very cranky. I really like Mirror's Edge, too. That game was a lot of fun. That was the first game I felt did the parkour right. Uh, Dying Light has since, I think, um, done a better job with parkour than, than Mirror's Edge, but Mirror's Edge was well done. And Mirror's Edge is kind of old, too. I want to say that came out in, like, the late 2000s, like 2008 or 2009, maybe? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was around it's, then. It's, it's been out a while. That's another one I can't play due to motion sickness. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's one of the games I think that people, fans, were really trying to get to work with the Oculus Rift. Ugh. Because imagine Ugh. that, running and looking down and seeing just drop. <laughs> I yeah, I can. Oh, do come that. on. That would be fantastic. Ugh. Although, if it's so real, like, I would feel like I need to get up and run and not sit on a, in a chair with a controller, you know? You know that, that feeling in, like, your ding do when you're on a swing and you look backwards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the feeling I think I'd get playing mirrors edge on an oculus rift <laughs> yeah i'm kind of i'm scared of heights too so i don't know how that would do yeah with uh oculus rift or whatever whatever headset i chose to to wear Oof. yeah uh number four tomb raider i've spent a good time i've spent a good amount of time with this game graphically superb and very actiony However, for someone like me who follows the series, since the beginning I've had a hard time trying to recognize it. It's like it's missed the essential feel of the classic Tomb Raider. Uh, this is puzzles once completed made make you feel made made you to feel really smart. I know there are some interesting puzzles and secondary missions, but it's just not the same. Besides, although there aren't although they aren't frustrating, I think there are an abuse of quick time events. Uh, right now, I'm playing Far Cry Three. I was debating between three or four, but since hang on my tablets 
messed up. Uh-oh, uh, time to get a new one. No, it's not time to get a new one. No, it's just I had the I had clicked on the thing and the copy paste window came up oh. on front on the I was debating between two through two three or four but since people agreed three was more or less better i chose this one so far i'm enjoying it but i have some trouble sometimes how to approach missions uh, in a stealthy way or an action way which is usually f- result in a failed mission i don't know maybe it's just me who isn't very good at shooters uh, i almost forgot thank you f- uh and forgot i almost forgot and for your marketing purposes i discovered this podcast on itunes I think the first episode I listened to was the one you were talking about movies and video games. I remember because I was a bit lost since you were constantly talking about tomato tomatoes rating. I didn't know if a high percentage was good or bad. However, it was entertaining to keep listening to. <laughs> I could definitely see that confusion. Yeah, rotten t- like, rotten tomatoes, right? That's probably yeah. okay. Yeah, we probably didn't even say that. We we're just no. talking about the rating. Yeah. Uh, it's Tomb Raider. I really, I love Tomb Raider. I want to play it again this year, uh, cause I liked it so much. Um, as far as the quick time events, there is kind of a lot of them, but I, the, like, that was one of the games I actually didn't mind them that much. I felt that they, they fit, I guess, with the rest of the game. Like, I don't know. That was one of the games that didn't bother me. As much. Did you play Tomb Raider, Corey? Nope. Will? It's one of the games that I've had in my possession many times, but never played. Okay. That's the type of game, Dan, that I just can't, I don't know, I just don't like. Yeah, I could see that. I did really like the Tomb Raider, though. Uh, and, and again, we talked about Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 was awesome. That was a good choice. I mean, that one is, is still cheap, too. That was a, that was a good purchase. So, uh, He found us on iTunes also. <laughs> so that seems must to be, be doing worth, something right on iTunes. Yeah, it seems, well, I think having video games as our episode titles helps because if you go into itunes and search for you know whatever game you're looking for hopefully we come up here's if you found us on like uh like stitcher or tune in um let us know yeah just send us a tweet and say hey that's where i found you yeah and just curious just curious you know it's not yeah it's more interested in in finding out how people come across our our stuff too yeah so uh, and then the next things are questions of the week answers. So Corey, you read the 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 feedback, the other feedback that we got. Oh boy, I got a few different answers here. Uh, from Travis, you didn't read that one. No, we're all we're on Q, QOT dubs now. Yeah. Uh, question of the week was I should say are those all those all all answers we had we had a an email from someone in Germany that was not or a Facebook message. Yes. Oh, I'll read that one. Uh, From Andreas in Germany, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, athletes. I love your podcast. Great show. I have just a few questions. Dan, which Windows tablet do you use for gaming? I actually responded to him on this, but I told him I would get more into depth. Uh, I don't use a Windows tablet. I use the NVIDIA Shield tablet, which is an Android tablet, and I stream games from my Windows PC to the tablet. It's actually designed for that. If you have an NVIDIA card, uh, NVIDIA graphics card you can stream if it's above a certain level. I think you need at least a 650 uh, GTX 650 and anything above that you can stream games to the to the tablet. Some of them are set up to stream from the tablet but you can also go into uh, Steam big picture mode so you can really stream any any PC game that you can uh, bring up in, in big picture mode you can play on the tablet. So I've played like uh, 
Um, like Hotline Miami, I had to play that way through through Steam uh, Big Picture mode, um, and the, and then a few others. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, I've played on this, and I have to. Uh, but but some games have built in like functionality, so you don't you just go into the Nvidia Shield Hub on the on the tablet and click it. But I also have um, a wireless Bluetooth and uh, keyboard and mouse, so I can play keyboard and mouse games on it. Uh, but I'll, I have the NVIDIA Shield controller that comes with it, which is uh, nice because it's got all the Android functionality on it as well as, um, you know, being able to play my computer games on it. Uh, but it is a powerful enough tablet to run some older games uh, natively, like uh, Trine 2. You can download and play on this. Um, ha- the Half-Life games are on here that you can play. Um, there's a few others that are being ported over to the NVIDIA store, I guess you could say. Um, but I, I also have a wired adapter because sometimes my wireless isn't great. It recommends having a wireless end router, the dual band router too. Um, but my house has a lot of interference. So the, the second band doesn't always come through real strong. I have to sit kind of close to it, um, to my router. Uh, but I have a wired ethernet adapter that i can plug in and it runs games in full full 1080p on the tablet and you can also export it to a television which is awesome so i can play games in full 1080p 60 frames per second on a on a tv too so so yeah it's the nvidia shield tablet um but there is windows tablets that can run games uh as long as they're ones that can run the full windows 8 operating system uh like some of the surface pros can can run the full windows 8 operating system you can play play any any game you can play on a pc you can play on that um i've seen people run like uh civ civ 5 on those and and i was in the guild wars 2 subreddit and someone was playing guild wars on there i think it was a surface pro 2 uh you can't play at high settings or anything like that but but that's how I've played the majority of the gaming I've done in the past two or three months since I got this has been on the on the tablet. I've even played Heroes of the Storm on it, um, which isn't is there, ideal. The screen's kind of small for that, but... Is there any indication of how well the Shield is doing? I don't know. Uh, it was pretty well-reviewed tablet. It's, it's powerful. It's fast. Um... I think it's doing okay. I mean, they keep coming out with new Shield devices. The new thing is mm-hmm. the Android console thing. So I think it's doing okay. It's it's probably the best bang for your buck for, like, a powerful Android tablet that's not, like, five or 600 bucks, you know? Gotcha. It's, what is, like, the top-of-the-line Android tablet? Uh, Probably the Nexus one, yeah. the Nexus 9, which is, like, I think it's, like, 450 bucks. Uh-huh. Would probably be oh, that's it. still a lot cheaper than an iPad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is definitely. Uh, and this was only two ninety nine, and it's it's way more powerful than the the Nexus is. It's it's pretty pretty impressive little little device. I absolutely love it. So that's how I play my 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 PC games on my on my tablet. So, but anyway, you can finish his email. Uh, Andreas from Germany also asks, "Did someone play Helldivers? I don't." think so but that's an eric game probably yeah, eric right? has it i don't know if he's played it yet or not i know he did. it was a ps plus game i think okay um, or was wasn't it wasn't it, uh no it wasn't it came out and people thought it would be but it okay. was, it's not yeah at least he, did uh, he buy it though did he buy it i don't think he ended up getting it i okay. think he was oh, wait, he? he was waiting for either me or me to get it actually <laughs> yeah is that the shoot 'em up yeah yeah 
It looks cool. Yeah, it's very well reviewed, but no, I don't think any of us have played it yet. We'll have to give that one a try. Yeah. Uh, could you give me some more advice for Heroes of the Storm? We talked at length uh, a little bit earlier on in the segment. I don't know. Does anybody else have anything else to add? I, it, I mean, it depends. If you haven't played it or are a relatively new player, my advice would be to find, like, one hero that you're decent with. Uh, and I, I started – whenever I start a new hero, I start with in a practice match uh, so I can get get used to what their abilities are and try to, like, find a build. Um, but, yeah, get one hero that you're decent with and, and learn the ins and outs of the game with a, with a hero you're okay with. That's how I did it, not being a MOBA player. Yeah, like, really, the main thing is just playing a hero you like. What I recommend is, like, playing the free rotation and going into try mode on the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. And you can mess around with the heroes and stuff like that. When you do the try mode, you can level up your character and choose the different talents and stuff like that. So I say do that, and, like, when you're playing a hero that you like and if you people tell you you suck just like mute them yeah, because you're them. not gonna you're not gonna get better that way and yeah. if you get all upset like i do and annoyed like you're gonna get off your game and you're not gonna play you're well. gonna have a bad time you will <laughs> so just mute them right away and just play and have fun and yeah i'm guessing he's on the european server probably so Pe- people people have been better in that game than than a lot of others that have played it, pvp games PV, yeah, pvp stuff in definitely so. like if you wear a dota or league it's free for all and vicious but yeah. here's the storm like there's only like if i play like 15 games in a week like maybe one of them will have somebody who's like that i haven't come across any ass wipes yet no no some people demanding but i haven't come across anyone that's like oh this team's awful like and singling out people that they thought sucked and I keep, haven't had any of that. Keep in mind, it's usually that guy who's the worst player. Yeah. Too, oh, yeah. Usually. Oh, yeah. Um, they're usually compensating or just trolling. Well, I told you about my Guild Wars experience. The the one, one of the people, I think there was only like two people that I had that I came across that were really bad. And like it was, it was kind of a big battle. There was like probably 10 people on each side. And he got downed right away and knocked out of the fight. And he was yelling at everybody to res him while everyone else was trying to fight. Fight, yeah. And, and trying, because we were defending a keep. Like it wasn't just a, a skirmish out mm-hmm. in the field, you know. We were defending a keep. So we wanted to make sure we defended the keep and not res this guy who, who could get wasn't, you all was an idiot and, and went and died right away. Exactly. So. It is that person, yeah. Always. And another thing is, if the game is going... What's I'm trying to find the, the politically correct words for this. When the game is going and you're like, this is stupid, just go with it. Because if you break off and try to do your own thing, you're just going to get stomped that way. At least when you're all doing the same dumb thing, you might have a chance. Yeah. Another, <laughs> it's another... If you're going to be stupid, be stupid together. <laughs> exactly. Because you might, you might have a chance and get lucky. Yeah. But those are like some basic tips. I, w- I would like to play, but I don't know how to I can play on a European server. I don't know how that works. Uh, we should put up an article with just uh, some bullet points from each of us on our basic starting tips. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that would be useful. And this is a lot easier of a starting game than the other mobas. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. could. I mean, if you if you get on a good team and your it's your first game, you could still win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's been there's been games where I've just played awful and my team was effective enough. It was funny. I was playing with Chris the other, the other night and uh, maybe it wasn't night. Maybe it was like midday. And these guys were talking amongst themselves as if Chris and I weren't even there. They obviously all knew each other and were playing in a group. And at one point, they got, the one guy's like, man, this stuff might not be very good, but it gets me so high. 
and come, come to find out, they were all like on some sort of drug. I don't know what it was, but we ended up trouncing the other team. Nice. It was one of those matches where nobody pinged. Like there was no talk of strategy or anything. It was just it just kind of worked out in the chat, and it just worked out, and we just won. I don't know. It was really funny. Nice. It's funny how that works out, but. I guess that I mean that's a pretty good tip. Is uh, I like to establish a little bit of camaraderie before you start. Mm-hmm. You know, give your teammates a little hello, maybe tell a little joke or two when when things aren't like Tassadar and Jason under pressure. Yeah, that was my favorite yep. moment in that game. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you guys about it off air. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thanks and greetings from Germany by Andy. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, welcome to welcome to feedback, sir. Uh, Willkommen. Yeah. Bienvenidos. Welcome. That's a line from a movie. Bienvenidos yeah. isn't German. No, I know. That oh, wasn't okay. that, that exact thing <laughs> that you just said, and I'm not going to bring it. It was in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. Wait, the thing I just said? Yeah, when you Bienvenidos. Welcoming or whatever in Bienvenidos. That's from something else, though. From Blazing that's Saddles. He, that's what it is, yes. I highly it. doubt they took it from that show, but it's still... Or movie, I don't know. The, yeah, you're right, actually. Very Blazing well, Saddles came out in 1974, so... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, film nerds would probably plug a line like that as an homage. Yeah. I don't know about film nerds making Pretty Little Liars, but... Hey, that show's dark, man. Say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, That's it from Andreas. A uh, couple emails, correct? Are we on question of the week now? I don't know. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm trying to Skim. use my mobile device here. God, Corey. Hey, cut me some slack. Uh, Tito, Dan, you didn't hear from Tito, correct? For what? Tito's no, email, no. Tito in LA? No, I didn't Didn't get that in, in my, okay. my list. Uh, all right, so we'll start. we'll start with that one. Uh, from a previous episode, you guys mentioned Capybara and what they were known for. They're known for the fantastic mobile adventure game Super Bros Sword and Sorcery EP, which I still haven't played. I've heard that's good. That yeah. I've heard good um, things about that. I don't know. I think Eric might have played a little bit of that. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah, because I think he, he said that I would really like it. So he must have played it. On the topic of Subway sandwiches you guys order, I order the Subway melt at Subway, turkey, ham, bacon, provolone, toasted. Then nice. lettuce, tomato, green, and banana peppers, and the second best behind bacon, a little bit of ranch. Pick your bread. Oh, and the double chocolate chip, double chocolate cookies, of course. Duh. Yeah, their cookies are good. I actually went to Subway today, as I like to do on podcast night. Nice. Carbo load. Yeah. I did a little research while I was eating my sub find out how many calories were in a foot-long spicy italian oh it's disgusting it's not as bad as i thought subway's a little bit better than a lot of other places the bm 160 yeah that's not too bad okay the bmt i get is over a thousand oh well over a thousand most of them are okay but, so uh, the spicy italian isn't as bad huh not as bad i was a little disappointed though because i always get italian urban cheese bread today and uh they didn't have any ready for me so I had to go with just plain Italian. I probably should have gone with wheat, but I didn't. Well, if you're getting Subway, might as well just go big. Yeah, go big or go home. April 18th, Customer Appreciation Day. Go in, get yourself a uh, buy one, get one foot long. Oh, man. I can't wait for that day. That's going to be my favorite so, day. When's the 18th? 
coming up. I don't know. I already put it in my phone. It's next fr- th- Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Sat- oh, that's perfect for me. That's yeah. Uh, they have phone. a chicken enchilada sub now. I've had that. Is it good? Yeah, with the one with the Fritos on it. I don't know if it has. I just saw the sign for it. Yeah, I think it's got. I, I think it's got Fritos on it. It's really good. You got to get it on flatbread though. It's better on flatbread mm-hmm. than on a roll. It's fantastic. But anyway, continue had flatbread. Uh, question of the week. Uh, we can move on to that. I think that was the last regular email. Oh, maybe not. Nope. Okay. Uh, email from Jake. Hey guys, hope you had a good Easter. I have been playing Idaho Jake. Did I say that? Yep. I've been playing Borderlands 2, and for some weird but cool reason, I got 150 golden keys. Not sure why, but hell yeah. Wow. Any idea how that happened? No, 150? That's a lot. Jake is also the guy that gets random free gifts from Amazon. That's so. true. That's true. That was awesome. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> Uh, I just read that The Witcher 3 is going to have DLC that makes it another 30 hours long. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that, but I sent you guys the the article. Yeah. Another good guy, Witcher 3 dev marketing move. Yeah. We should talk about I'm that so briefly. Si- I'm so sick of it. <laughs> really sick. sick of it. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. No, I, I'm happy for another 30, you know, if... Assuming I like the game, which I think I will, I'll get the get the DLC for it. I don't often be, buy DLC and expansions for games, but um, that'll be one of them. And you know, I know it's supposed to be a long long game anyway, um, but more of more of good, you know, I guess. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, what I was referring to, though, we should say is they put out another statement like, "Oh, don't buy our DLC without playing the game first. Like, yeah, I don't no. think. Well, if they were really trying to be the the good guy, they probably wouldn't have announced that they were, or put out DLC to buy before the game comes out. You know, like wait until it actually is ready to come out. Yeah, part of what I, I was thinking about that a little bit, but I think because the game was delayed so much, and they're probably oh. on different like development schedules. Uh, yeah, just... you're right. They, they probably had had it because it was supposed to come out in the fall. Yeah. So the DLC might be close to being ready already. Yeah. I'm surprised more people aren't upset about that because whenever a game's announced DLC before the release, everybody goes crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why I think they went out, got out ahead of it and said, you know, the the good guy. Yeah, they've also built up a lot of goodwill with the consumer. Like, if it was EA that had done something like that, people would have been pissed. Oh, the but, world would end. Yeah. Or even Ubisoft. Which is, I know, which Ubisoft is the, might be worse which right is now. The, yeah, well, I was going to say, they're the new EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although EA will be pretty pretty hated if they screw up Battlefront. People are going <laughs> to riot in the streets. That could be the game that breaks them. That breaks them, yeah. Did you see Disney is releasing the unaltered Star Wars series? No, no I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, on Blu-ray. Okay. That's People good. have been clamoring for years to get the, the un yeah. unchanged... Um, at least original trilogy. Yeah. And Lucas, or who was the studio before? Lucasfilm. Oh, uh, Lucasfilm. Wouldn't do it. Hmm. Good guy, Disney. Yeah. Okay. May is looking good. The Avengers Age of Ultron and Witcher 3 both coming out. I'm not too familiar with the Avengers game, you guys? No. Nah. But at least Dan and I are very excited for The Witcher. Yep. Can't well, wait. What about me? I don't know. I don't know how excited you are about The Witcher. I mean, I haven't played the first two. <laughs> <laughs> so how would I know how excited you are? I'm excited. It's a big game. I'm gonna buy it. 
Dan, is there any way I can get you to read the book? Mm, yeah. I think you'd really love it. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, the first one, not the second one. Right. The second one's a little dull. Okay. But I think you'd love it. I'm and sure it really would. sort of fills you in on a lot of the lore. Yeah, that'll be good. Because I want to play the first and second games before before The Witcher 3 comes out. I know 2 isn't as long, but with the, the first Witcher's lengthy. So... But anyway, continue. In a way, okay, uh, question of the week, I guess. I think we're there now. Sorry, yes. our feedback's all scattered around here. A lot of, lot of late stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, question of the week was simply 60 frames per second or 1080p. Mm-hmm. Uh, Idaho Jake says, in a way, you need both. But I would say, because I want frame rate before graphics... Because uh, if The Last of Us on PS4 had 60 frames per second, we wouldn't need a remastered because it had great graphics already. You could probably say that about any game that came out right before the PS4 and X-Bone came out, like Far Cry 3, Tomb Raider, and many more. Um, we have a few others. Question of the weeks. Oh, boy. Do you have any, Dan? Yep, I got two. Uh, Go question of the week. Uh, Benny from Punksy says, 1080p for me. What's up, TSA? I'm a huge Pens fan. And like to see them in 1080p, but wish these bastards could play at 60 frames per second the whole game. <laughs> uh, I think he's referring to the Ottawa game from the other night, uh, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look good, Ottawa won today. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. Beat the Rangers 3 nothing. Yeah. Okay. So Calgary's beating LA, by the way. Oof. LA is, LA is out of it, I yep. think. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a stretch anyway for them to make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Yeah, it's, you know what's good to hear though. While we're still on the topic of that, what's that? As much as we crap on like Pittsburgh and Boston, we still have listeners from Pittsburgh and Boston. Yeah, I know. Or <laughs> Pennsylvania, anyway, in Boston. Thank you. Well, see, part, <laughs> I mean, part, <laughs> <they're> still listening. <laughs> part of my we're dis- New Yorkers. They I get they expect it. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. Part, I mean, I grew up as a Rangers fan. I'm not. I'm. I still like the Rangers, but I'm not. I don't consider myself to be a Rangers fan anymore. So there was that with uh, you know with with Pittsburgh, and then. Uh, Binghamton, that one of their big rivals is Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Yeah. So a lot of the players go from, uh, you know, Wilkes-Barre Scranton up to Pittsburgh. So there's there's that double Hatred. whammy whammy there. So you know, and just the the general distaste for Sidney Crosby, yeah. which is just mostly because he's such a good player. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. <laughs> he is a great player. Okay, I like Crosby. I hate Malkin. Gotcha. Uh, Travis says, I might be the oddball here, but personally, I actually prefer my shooters at 30 frames per second. When compa- comparing Halo 4 on the 360 to Halo 4 on the X-Bone, I prefer the way the 360 version feels over the X-Bone version. At 60 frames per second, it just feels like I'm sliding on ice. I feel like I have tighter controls at 30 frames per second than I do at 60 frames per second, which is weird, I know. As far as 1080p thing, I actually don't care one bit if a game is 1080p or 900p or 720p. I think Diablo 3 on the 360 was released at 900p and it looked fantastic. I think the people argue over re- the people that argue over the resolution are retarded. Maybe I'm showing my age, but my first <laughs> game system was an Atari on the TV I played it on. Had two colors, black and white. And I think it was only five or six P or something. At least it seemed like it compared to games now. That's not very nice. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you have answers? I, don't, I think that's all of them. Okay. Um, if we missed you, I apologize. Just. Yeah, let us, us know. let us know. Let us know. We'll definitely read it next week. Because, I mean, this yeah. is an ongoing thing. Um, the 1080p versus 60 frames per second. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, you know? 
No, it will. Uh, part of most of it's fueled by the fanboy. Yeah, console wars. Or, yeah. Well, it's not. It's it's PC versus console. Really is is what it boils down to. I don't know. Whenever a game like on PS4 has better graphics than the Xbox oh, yeah. One, everybody's like, "See." Well, yeah, but the the the, 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 six, <laughs> the sixty frames per second thing is a console versus PC PC gamer argument because yeah. still most of the games on PS4 and Xbox One run at thirty frames per second. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Core, what I mean, what are your thoughts? We'll start with you. My thoughts are, I don't. Well, I know I have to pick one, but my, my initial reaction to the whole thing is I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of sort of with Travis on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We read his, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Right. I don't. I don't need either. Uh, yes, I agree with you, Dan, that you can definitely tell a difference. Um, but you know, I've played games that didn't have one or the other, and I still enjoyed the hell out of them. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it was Travis that brought up Halo, right? Yep. Like part of that's also like a stylistic choice, you know. You can there's certain games that I think are are better suited to a 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you know 60 frames per second makes a huge difference, it might not be the difference that I don't know. It's 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 the the frames per second thing is a little bit different. Like if I can have a higher resolution, then definitely I'll take it. But I don't necessarily always want higher frame per second. Right. Um, even though you know there's a clear difference Mm -hmm. but if i were to pick one gonna have to go with 1080p Mm -hmm. Hmm. i need things to be big on big screens yeah yeah i need need to see a lot of things yeah and and one of the things i wanted to talk about with resolution is that really resolution matters on a on a big screen like or even it, it it matters how close you are like on a computer monitor because you're sitting a foot or maybe two away from it uh you need to have 1080p on a computer monitor you know yeah uh, 900p, 720p look really bad on a computer monitor because you're sitting so close to it. It's the same thing. Like if you have a really big TV and you sit really close to it, you're gonna see, you're gonna see those pixels. Um, until things turn over to 4K, then you can sit really close to a big TV, like I like to do, and not see pixels. You know. Yep. So yeah, resolution is mainly the distance that you sit from it, and and not, and not as big of a deal if you're not uh, if you're gaming on a, on a television. Definitely. What about you, Will? Do you have a preference? Uh, you know, you guys brought up some good points about the resolution, but I'd still go with frames because mm. whenever my games, like on the computer or PlayStation, go below like 30 or even like 40 sometimes, like I notice and it's really bad. Like when I play Heroes, it, when it drops down, it's mm. unbearable. Yeah. Um, so I'm more, and plus, like, graphics to me don't matter that much because I play all different types of games and with different styles of graphics and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I think you can compensate for that with more of a stylized. I could be wrong. I don't know. I What's, just feel like you can compensate for a lower graphical rating with more stylized graphics. It depends. Sure. Yeah, so, like, with a game like that, I would much rather prefer frames. Mm-hmm. The Halo thing is re- I still going back to that Halo thing is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like just feeling more in control with less frames. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm I'm firmly in the 60 frames per second camp. I think I've made that clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and part of the one of the reasons why I trade in my PS4, like once you get used to gaming at 60 frames per second, going back to 30 frames per second is awful. 
Um, and even like Wii U games run at 60 frames per second. Mario Kart 8 runs at 60 frames per second. Smash. It's only 720p. Smash Brothers runs at 60 frames per second. Um, so like one of the reasons why I traded my PS4 was because the frame rates on all the games I was playing, other than Last of Us Remastered, were really bad. <clears throat> I think Bloodborne, uh, while it looks great, the frame rate was very annoying, uh, which I talked about. That was my biggest complaint with Bloodborne uh, was th- was 30 frames per second, especially having just played Dark Souls at 60 frames per second. It's uh, it's not quite unbearable, but it's close. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why I didn't like Destiny was I think I'm, uh, part of it was the keyboard and mouse I prefer for shooters now, but also running at 30 frames per second, especially games with a lot of quick movement. Uh, I think 30 frames per second looks terrible. Um, so even Bayonetta 2 ran at 60 frames per second, and there was frame. And, and part of the thing too with with games uh, 30 frames per second, like 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 Bloodborne, it's not locked at 30 frames per second. Uh, so it runs at 30 frames per second, but it also dips down to like low 20s, yeah, uh, which is really noticeable and really annoying. Um, so I'm I'm firmly in the 60 frames per second camp. Uh, I'm I'm the opposite of Travis. Here I like I like the again it's a uh, PC thing the 60 frames per second uh, for a shooter is is a lot smoother when you're aiming with the keyboard and mouse um, controller I don't know I haven't done any controller do you, shooters do you on. guys track your frames for games yeah fraps I've never done that nor have I ever cared to really I don't know I, I it's must just be me because i don't again i don't really care about that it's the type of thing where if it's stuttering a lot and it's like all right i gotta figure out how to get the frame rates up frame rate up a little bit but other than that like yeah i just don't care yeah uh dragon age was like the last game i played on my ps4 and that i thought looked really bad at 30 frames per second um it's obnoxious but yeah like i i and i'm not even one of those people that needs to have the the consistent 60 frames if it drops a few times that's fine like i said There's, bayonetta dropped down to like the high 40s at times when bayonetta 2 when when action got really intense um but you, you know you're so into the game you didn't notice but like i said when you're at 30 frames per second and it drops it's really noticeable yeah uh, assassin's creed unity was another one that dropped frequently into single digits wow um so yeah, I'll, I'm I'm firmly in the 60 frames per second camp, and like uh, they they the they make G Sync monitors now, which sync up frame rate and uh, with with the game. So like you'll always have even if you get frame rate drops, it'll always be like super smooth on PC. So I don't know. I just think if the Wii U can manage 60 frames per second, the PS4 and Xbox, which are uh, ten times more powerful, should be able to do 60 frames per second. You yeah, should ha- you, you should have the option. To be fair, though, look at the type of games that are coming out on those consoles versus what's coming out on the Wii U. Like, it's not... Yeah, I mean, Bayonetta looks nice, but the PS4 and Xbox One could run, like, Mario Kart as is at 60 frames per second, no problem. Yeah. It's definitely... They're definitely putting out a higher quality of of game. Yeah, but they should should at least give you the option of whether you want to lock your game at 30 or lock your game at 60. Because it's... Like, I won't buy a next-gen system until they start running at 60 frames per second because it's almost painful at times to look at. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that does play a little bit into the reason why I don't have a new console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my PC is still suiting me just fine. Well, and not just that, but your PC is, like, way more powerful. I mean, why would you... Which sucks. Why would you lower your settings to play on a console? Yeah. You know? Other than the exclusives, right? I mean... 
games are cheaper on computer usually. Yep, true. So you you share you, games you, through Steam. Yeah, exactly. So you like really you're you're taking a, a hit when you wanna when you wanna buy a game on on a console. So the the benefit is you can trade it in. Yeah, so. which I always do if yeah. I'm if I'm playing on a console, it's a hard copy. If it's PC, it's all digital. Digital, yeah, which is convenient. Yeah, so. for sure. But yeah, like I, I won't I won't get another system until they at least give you the option to like maybe lower graphic settings or lower resolution to run at sixty frames because all mm-hmm. TVs are sixty hertz TVs, so they all run you know at least sixty hertz. All the HD TVs nowadays, uh, movies actually are filmed at. And, and run at 24 frames per second. Did you know yeah. that, Corey? Wow. What's that? Did you know that, Corey? Know what? That <laughs> films run at 24 frames per second. Oh, yeah. That's why people were all upset when The Hobbit came yeah, out. Yeah, because it was 48. It was 48. But, like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. I, I, I thought it looked way better. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with all the action and the way the camera moves. Like, why would you yeah. not want to see that action in, in smooth frame rates? I... I, I I'll never understand. Well, it it took some getting used to, and again, like it, to me, it comes down to the style. Like a movie like Lord of the Rings is definitely better at forty eight frames per second, but a movie like I don't know, The Notebook, I don't want to <laughs> see at forty eight frames per second. Why? Because there's no reason to. You don't want to see like watching a. It's it's. You don't want to see forty eight frames your, per I, second. I can see your point. Like, why don't you want? Yeah, go ahead, Will. You don't want to see forty eight frames per second, Ryan Gosling. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can see your point in that, but I, there's just I still think there's something to be said for a lower frame rate on certain things. I don't know. Jim Cameron agrees with me. He thinks it's ridiculous that movies are still filming films at twenty four frames per second. James Cameron is an idiot. Jim 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 Cameron. We'll Jimmy. Call him, we'll call him Jim. No, nah, I, I like James Cameron. Um, I don't know. Agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, that's fine. It's uh, it's. It, I mean, it's a good argument to have. I think sure. Yeah, it definitely it, sparks some debate. Yeah, it's important. But, but yeah, with me, it's just I don't know. Certain things I want at a high frame rate. Certain things I don't care. If it's at uh, high I think, rate. and I think part of the reason why I want to see everything at a higher frame rate is because of video games, and I've gotten used to, um, you know playing games at 60 frames and and like i'll watch a movie and if the camera pans quickly and i see that jitter on the side of the screen i'm like oh god that looks terrible but that's just me i'm kind of a frame rate snob so (laughs) you know like if you don't end up like one of those guys who like has to fine-tune his pc to have every game locked at 60 frames per second oh there's people that can't play games under 120 frames per second there's those guys out there because I guess once, one, one, do you game at 120? You probably could. Depends on the game, I guess. Yeah, because uh, I, I was watching a video for someone that was doing tweaks to Dragon Age, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't have my games run under 120 frames per second." I'm like, "Holy crap!" And I guess once you get used to that, going back to 60 frames per second is weird. So there's that too. I don't know, man. I, yeah, it's weird because it just takes an adjustment. It's I don't know. Yeah, but like, one, yeah, but once you get used to that, going back and looking at something that's half the frames per second that you're used to, it looks archaic. I don't want to be ruined. Yeah, I guess I'll never spoil myself, so I won't. Well, never I told know. you, I never, I, I noticed a difference, but it didn't really bother me until I played The Last of Us Remastered, 
and they have a mode where you can lock it down at 30 frames per second and I tried it and I was like how do people play games like this and I went uh. right back to 60 frames per second and ever since then I can't I can't unsee that you know maybe you should have never it played was, that game no I shouldn't have I, I was <laughs> it was back to back like right you know I was like okay here's here's scrolling around in 60 and I lock 30 and I, scrolling around it and just the wavy motion I was like oh my god that looks awful and then since then I can't can't do it because I was kind of in the same boat I was like what whatever what difference does it make that spoiled it for me so I've tried it since on like uh, Shadows of Mordor has an option where you can lock it at 30 or have it run at 60 and I've tried that I'm like yep still looks terrible Mm. wow you're starting to sway me a little bit try it just try it. See for yourself. You really have to see it for yourself. Don't to, do it. To to have an have an opinion on it. You gotta see it back to back. Just you'll, just look. You'll never go back. No, you should you should. Mm. I have Shadows of Mortar on my on my Steam list. You can uh you can lock any game at a certain frame rate, can't you? No. No? No. Isn't that an option in Steam? I don't think so. No. Crazy. So, some games you can you can lock the frame rate. I think that one is it, you can lock it thirty for the for the cinematic feel for it, but it looks terrible. So when you when you compare it to running at sixty, I still think I'd take ten eighty p over. Maybe that's fine. Know. Doesn't matter anyway. Any other thoughts? <laughs> I want you to try that. That's your homework, Corey. Ugh, Shadows of Mordor. Homework. Shadows of Mordor. Try the thirty. I, you may not care. I cared. You, you know, like I said, that's just me. I'm kind of a frame rate snob. So, mm. but I, I you trying to envision like playing Mar- the new Mario Kart at thirty frames per second. Yeah, because that doesn't even slow down. No, it's locked sixty oh, frame thanks. rate. So it locked sixty. I, you might get some slowdown when you're running four people at the same time on the same screen. Oh yeah. But, not with that hardware beast. <laughs> yeah so uh question of the week for next week another one inspired by neo gaff i'm having a hard time coming up with my own questions so i just go to neo gaff and see what they're all chatting about mm-hmm. if you could go back 10 years in time and give the gaming universe one nugget of knowledge what would it be mm. that's a that's deep and if if you don't have a good gaming one you can just give any nugget of knowledge any nugget of knowledge to the world. I've got a few. Okay. Uh, topic next week is to be determined at, at this point, right? We've got a few ideas floating around, but we're not 100% sure yet. Maybe Titan Souls. Maybe Titan Souls. Maybe Xenoblade Chronicles, but probably not. I probably won't want to sink some time into that. Uh, yeah, we'll let you know. Probably be Wednesday night, Thursday night. That's usually when we try to record, so... Is anybody going to get Eitri in Mystery Dungeon? No, I want to get it, but I i mean, I've got Monster Hunter that I have to beat, and then I'm going to have Xenoblade Chronicles that I have to beat, so. Mm. I got my, my time filled for 3DS games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Twitter feed is twitter.com slash tsathletes or at 
T capital T capital S athletes. Uh, www.thumbstickathletes.com is our website. Uh, all of our stuff's on there too. All of our links to our like Twitch feed and our YouTube YouTube page and uh, question of the week stuff, show notes. It's all on there. Uh, we need voicemail intros, so you can leave us one at six zero seven five two seven zero five four seven, or you can record one yourself and email it to thumbstickathletes at gmail dot com. And that's everything, right? Yeah. Uh, question of the week. Yeah, question of the week for next week. Thumbstickathletes.com slash QOTW? Yes, you can answer it there. Yes. And that's, if you could give the gaming industry one nugget of knowledge from, ten, what, 10 years ago? What would it be? If you could go back 10 years in time, yeah. Go back 10 years in time. So, yeah, that'll do it for episode 194 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.